the limit of statute statute of limitations for throwing limes at Wal at uh, Wendy's. Um, I think that was the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> well, getting fired for that? Yeah, because you're yeah. like fucking. You're like, I right, peace. I'm gonna, I'm yeah, gonna start this business, and now you're. Yeah. shit. I was that. Was that the event that like? Yeah, because I didn't, didn't come, come back, back after, after that? that. No, and I remember like seeing you like shortly after, and you were like like just starting into it, maybe like a year in, mm-hmm. and you're like, yo, getting out of there was like the best thing for me. Oh yeah, me and Mark talked about it like immediately after he fired me. He's like, what are you doing, bro? You gotta go. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're hanging out too much. Like, he's like, it's time to quit. I know. I, I love care. telling that story because we talk about people who get fired. And I'm like, <laughs> I got fired. And everybody's like, you got fired? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude. Everybody got fired back in the day. And rehired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It that was, day. It like, was like that a day. Thing. It was like, dude, you can do some shit and then like get fired. And then you could be doing shots with Mark at the bar, like fired. Right. You're fired, but you're out the bar. It's like Thursday. It's like, oh, perfect. I got fired on the perfect day. Cougars are coming. Bar is going to be crazy. <laughs> and then it's like he'd be drinking with them, and then he'd be like, you'd be hammered, and then he'd be like, all right, you're back. And then he'd be like, all right. And then somebody else, it would literally happen to somebody else like the next day. I got fired, and then he called me. He was like, who bought back tonight? I was like, I do. He's like, all right, you're coming to work. And I'm like, so, all right, I just left Isaac's with an application. Like, should I fill this out? And he was like, no, you come in tonight, and I'll decide if you have your job. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> this is when you guys both got fired at the same time? Yeah, yeah I think it we was got fired time. together twice. That was the second time I got fired. No, that was the only time I ever got in trouble. That was like the like second. Major. That was like the second or third time. I got I've had fired. a pretty smooth run there for like how long I've been there, dude. Like I got, literally got fired the one time, and then I only got in like one fight with Mark over like all these years. Yeah, but you're like of all the people to have like gotten fired and everything. You're like, yeah. It was just like Not we too, were having a good time, bad. and you. It was my yeah. influence, and we were having a good time, and some limes it wasn't got like thrown. Did anything like illegal or like really <laughs> bad? Like I was like, we were just being fucking stupid. <laughs> But it was still like the, the coolest thing. The ever. lime toss. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were dude. throwing. We could see. This thing was epic. Yeah, we would take limes and we would see like who could get the <laughs> lime the furthest. It was one of those dog <laughs> toy launchers. Like it was like, yeah, it was basically got the, the same. plastic spoon thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, we were kids, man. That was a great time. It was like the technology of like a Tahai line. <laughs> Seriously, like you would, you would like, you would, you would throw this thing, like you would just go like that, and like you would put like a little effort into it, but you would watch it go, and like it would go a hundred yards, like no problem. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't that we were trying to like destroy property or like be destructive in any real sense. It was like one person threw a line with the thing, and then it was like everybody had to see how far they could throw it, and then it was like. Well, now I got to beat my record. And then it's like, <laughs> and then just like the sheer fascination with like how far the limes could go was just like, and then we were just like. It was a skills competition. Yeah, it just. And who had the biggest balls? Yeah, it's usually what happened there. So we got, you know, I feel like I got rehired that time. But I might, you, you probably remember better. Yeah. Good times. That's hilarious. Those are the days, the young reckless days. Yeah, I remember one time I got, I got like, I was fired, but like Mark needed help, so I was brought back in because it was the holidays, and I was like sitting oh, yeah, out on. I was sitting at the back step, on the steps, and like I had just gotten my first like non-flip phone, and Internet. so we're talking nineteen, like two thousand two. Yeah, no, no, two thousand. This is like probably two thousand six or seven. And Mark Masso comes out. This is like a Tuesday night. 
mind you, I have one table of like 30 people. But that's like all I got to do. But I have like, I got nothing to do at this point in time, like legitimately. All of a sudden, the back door of the restaurant just gets, Mark Masso comes out just fucking screaming at me. He's like, I brought you back, blah, blah, blah. This is this, that, another thing. You're on your motherfucking phone. And like, I had butt dialed someone. But Mark had called me to find me. And Mark's like a phone guy. So he had understood that like back then <laughs> back then he had picked up on like if your phone rung a ty- certain type of way that m- that meant you were on the phone okay so he came out thinking he was going to catch me like on the phone like just dicking around and i'm literally just sitting on the back steps with jay or one of those guys like thirst smoke cigs and he's like just screaming at me and i'm like dude where's my phone i was like what do you what do you mean like what do you mean i pull my phone out and it's like clearly call and he's just like you're on a call and i'm like dude I, you just told me pull my phone out we were just uh, screaming back and forth i, I always do this dude. thing like, to entice <laughs> I that, bro. he literally came back the next day and we were cool the next day but he was like you were on your phone i was like dude i was like yeah technically i was on my phone but i didn't it was a pretty funny situation i'll like uh like let's say i'm serving and like waiting for drinks at the service bar like i'll turn my back to like so, like, nobody at the front can see me, and I'm looking up at the TV, and I'll just, like, reach into my pocket, and I'll hold, like, chapstick, but it, like, looks like I'm texting if you're looking at me from behind. So then, like, whether whoever's, like, managing, and they call my name, I'll just turn around, I'm like, yeah, and just, like, start putting chapstick on, and they're like, oh, nothing, I thought you were on your phone. I was like, no. <laughs> How many times did you get somebody with that? Uh, I'd probably say at least every person who was a manager there, definitely, 100%. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I wonder how many people listening are like, oh, I wish I like, there's I probably, I, a lot of people serve tables. Everybody knows that like feeling of like not being able to use your phone for like that many hours. And then I saw getting a, great, yelled at. a great meme that like really summed it up though with that for like restaurants. It was like, um, be, how do you describe this meme? I don't even think it was a meme. It was just like a story. It was like, uh, girl checks her phone at work. It's like, my boyfriend just broke up with me. Like, I like someone needs to watch my section. And the manager was like, yeah, that's why we don't go. Wait, it was like, no, no. She said, um, oh my God, I can't believe my boyfriend just texted me and broke up with me. And the manager was like, yeah, that's why you don't check your phone at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can't like, uh, bring that stuff in. If you have issues going on, you got to check it at the door. I feel like you put on a uniform and you walk in there and you're like, all right, I'm a server. I'm a bartender. Like I work for this place. Like just do what makes the person that you're selling the stuff to happy. Yeah. I think if you find success in that business, you can like move on from that business with success. Oh yeah. Like, which like you very much have, like there's other people from that restaurant that have, um, you know, used that as kind of like a launch pad in some ways, but, you know, you as a photographer, like, I remember when you you kind of started out, like, you were detailing cars and taking pictures of the cars you were detailing. And, like, you taking the pictures, in my eyes, like, kind of is where your photography career started out. But me not even knowing it. Without you even knowing it. Because, like, Instagram was kind of a thing. No, it was not a thing. Like, there, was no, there wasn't even DMs back then. Think think about that. Like that's yeah. how long. Yeah, that's long. But like ago. Instagram yeah, like, was like just like yes, it was just starting. just starting out. Like hashtag fine shined. Yeah, Mikey's fine shines, dude. What a business! Like that was that your first like entrepreneurial venture? No, I was just thinking back to uh, somebody posted like a it was like a CD with like a sharpie written on it, like, yeah. and I was like, dude, I remember we were like twelve. And I really wanted an iPod and I would like go downtown with my mom to the store and I would walk to the record store and I would buy like 
who who would even be popular back then? I could say like DJ Clue, like a like a hot Friday, like all the new songs come out on Friday. I would buy it, <laughs> burn it, and then make copies of it and bring it into school. And I'd be like, Yo, who wants these CDs? Like it's all the new music. And like, yeah, because your mom had that had, or does she still have the store down in? No, she no, yeah, sure. She had the store it. in Passyunk Ave down in South Philly. So that, you that was a lot of time down there. And it so was very you, cool. Seeing the kids stuff. up where we grew up, like most of those kids didn't have access to the city. Uh, I would say no. Yeah, yeah you would when probably. We, when we started to grow up, I would be like, oh, let's go downtown. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, <laughs> it's right down 95. It's <laughs> Dude, I definitely. I definitely. Pedal CDs. It's, yeah, basically. It's, yeah, no. The statute of limitations may not be up for that one. Your just hang around time nah, is so it different. Is. It's just so different down there. It was, Nobody but cares. it was cool because you, you learn you learn all the uh, little, like, I don't know. You're on the street. It's busy as shit. Like, you come here and you, like, grow up in the burbs. You, like, ride, like, the most scenic wooded trail to, like, the baseball park to go hang out for the day. Like, it's just different. You're not, like, yeah. on a city block with cars zooming by and you're, like, a few blocks away from Pat Stakes. Like, yeah. How early did you appreciate that, like, you understood that there was, like, a difference between, like, the city vibe and, like, this? The oh, vibe? right away. Like, when you're when you're a kid, yeah, I feel like I recognize that. Um, I don't feel like uh, they were, like, how would you even say it? Like, it was just so different, bro. Like, you would go down to the city and just seeing just all types of people, like, walk around and, like, what that environment is. Like, there's no, like, I just look at, like I said, like, with, like, the woods and stuff. Like, we drive so far to go get places. Think about you live downtown. You, like, you live on top of a Wawa. <laughs> and you and, like, thousands of other people do, too. Yeah. That's crazy. So the CDs, and then it was at the Fine Chines, or was there anything in between there? Um... As far as entrepreneurial, no. Um, my first job that I did was, like, food service, always. I've always been in the hospitality business. Yeah. Um, and my uncle had a place downtown that was, like, uh, it was in the stadiums area, like, like where all the food distribution centers are. And it was a nocturnal hours restaurant, basically, that, like, the only people who pulled up were 18-wheelers. And they would come in and, like, I think I did that, like, maybe a few shifts with him when I was, like, 12. And I was, like, this is crazy. <laughs> But I think, but I think I got paid ten bucks, and I was like, "Yo, I'll I'll do this again. I'll go back into another restaurant." And then at fourteen, I think I or fourteen or fifteen, I started working at Isaac's. I was like a freshman in high school, and I, I had a I had a plug Henry He was like, "Yo, my sister works at Isaac's. They said they need somebody. Go in and ask for an application." I was like, All "Yeah, right. is his sis? Does his sister is Allie?" Yes. Oh, yeah. I. I don't remember what she looks like, but I do. I know the names. Yeah, I do know remember. I def, if I saw her face, I'd probably know who you're talking that, about. That's him. Yeah. Oh, small world. Yeah. So that was my first job. I did uh, Isaac's for like I don't know, three, four years, and then junior year of high school, I went to La Stala. We went there for like my mom's fiftieth birthday party, and I remember I just like saw what the vibe was like on a Saturday, and I was like, "Yo, this place is popping! Like, I need to come work here." And I just remember seeing the scene, and I was like, "Next week, went in, applied, and." Um, I think I, I think like I sat, had a sit down with Mark, and then he was like, "All right, I'll let you know." <laughs> he probably did. I, I I think I was like actually persistent about it because I remember I was like I didn't get a good vibe. Like I, I don't know, he just like sat he like called me in for an interview. Like I figured yeah. I would just like get hired on the spot. I don't know. Right. It was like whatever. But then he uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'll let you know." And then he like got back to me, called me back, and then I started a shift and like worked and i remember like the first night your first night or two he like sat me down and like just went over the whole vibe and like going into it you're like damn i'm not cut out to do this job he's about to fire me but then he's just like all right, i just want to like basically welcome you to like our staff and like blah 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 and like broke it down for us and like 
tells us how everything is. It's just like a good family vibe there. Yeah, for that sure. Cool. I saw a lot of faces go in and out of Isaac's, and then at Lestala, you see people that like they're like they're there for it's a, a long cur- time. Yeah. You, yeah, you can make a career out of working at a place like that. Absolutely. Yeah, like you can I make agree. enough money to like do really well, and I don't think people um, necessarily under like understand that or value that as much no i agree yeah it's uh it's there's some restaurants that like you get teenagers working in, and then, then there's some restaurants that are like actually providing careers for people mm-hmm. and that place Depen- is definitely depends how you utilize it yeah a lot of people do part-time or if you do full-time you can make it work yeah for sure so how'd you get into the uh the car shining business uh, the car the, shining the business car yeah Mikey, mikey's Mikey. fine shines yeah, dude yeah. i was so pumped for that business yeah, i guess like, your I just first used to clean the cars outside my house. Whether it was like I did, I have a car. Yeah, I had a car. I was like eighteen. It was the I spent like a summer where like I didn't go to college, so like everybody was like prepping and like getting ready to go to school or already had left for school. And I was like never wanted to go to Bucks. I basically like lied in high school, and everybody's like, "Where are you going to college?" And I was like, oh, "I'm going to Bucks." I took my SATs. Like, I'm I'm in there. And they're like, oh, nice. And people were still like happy to hear it. But honestly, like, dude, I was like embarrassed to like say like that time in high school. Like, like, oh, you're not going to college. A lot college. of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, you got to go yeah, to college. This area that's what, like that's what that. we're yeah. all doing. Yeah. 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 And I was like. I'm not good at school. Like, my class rank is, like, so... Uh, it, like, I remember we got a letter, and my dad opened it, and he's like, yo, your class rank's 5'10 out of 537. And he's oh, like, shit. you mean to tell me there's 27 kids in that school dumber than you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like no, I just don't care. Uh-huh. And I, like I said, I started that first job at Isaacs as a freshman. Like, dude, you work those hours at a restaurant, even if you're a kid, like... You're still getting home on a school night at, like, 10 o'clock, maybe. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you're like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to sleep in tomorrow. I'll go in late or, like, whatever. Like, I was making money, like, decent money. And, like, working in high school, I was like, do homework or, like, make 60 bucks tonight. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking go in and get those tips, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just focus on working more than applying myself academically, which, like, to this day now, as far as, like, Certain things go that you definitely should have learned in school, and I'll be like, oh, I missed out on that. I don't know how to do that. Like, not that you're going to do calculus, like, ever, but, like, <laughs> Never, as far yeah. as physically challenging but as an uh, But as an entrepreneur, and, like, I, I know you real well, and you, when you meet obstacles, you, you figure it out. Like, you, like, I don't think there's anything you haven't figured out yet. That I try so not like, to, like, give up on. Yeah. So, like, what, realistically, looking back on that, like, what – what has come up in your craft or your like path so far that you're like fuck should have okay. paid attention in fourth grade yeah uh, i'm trying to think like honestly like okay, people listening to this might here, be like a great one great okay. one that i always look at and i like check myself on it when i got into business and it was like like um when i like i started that detailing business super young right and trying to like network and market and then you're like oh fuck i spelled there wrong like that kind of stuff like a lot of people still will fuck that up like they're there there you're and your yeah like grammar like punctuation things like that that i just like you know i would go to write a nice email proposal to somebody and it's like everything's lowercase and like it's just a bunch of enters and it's <laughs> like all right have a good one and then i look have at like, a good day yeah i was like all right see ya thanks Mike Knapp, like, <laughs> and it just didn't look good. And, like, I was like, all right, if you want to be professional and you want to look good, like, you, you need to know the basics. But as far as, like, uh, plant and animal science and geography and, like, anything like that. Plant and animal science. No, yeah, that was that was my. <laughs> Biology. 
I didn't know. I didn't take biology. <laughs> no, yeah. like, you know, physics or calculus, they teach you how fast, like, a funnel drains. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, when, when are you going to ever apply that? In college with a bong. A beer bong. <laughs> I guess you're right. A beer bong. Yeah. No, so, like, when I when I look at that, like, in, in like, what you just said, like, it kind of looks like we should change school and make it more experiential rather than like so isolated on like these five subjects. Absolutely. Like it's really not even five anymore. Like How maybe about? we should have like math heavy and like grammar, but the rest of it should be like one, you should start out with like, Hey, you need to be interested and okay with doing a lot of different things and experiencing things and then giving the kids an opportunity to go and like, just try stuff and being okay with trying stuff because like one of the biggest things that like my parents instilled in me, I don't know who it was, but like, it was like, once you start something, you finish it. Yeah. And there'd be times like my brother rose through the ranks in like martial arts and he fucking hated every day. Like you could tell he just did not want to be there. And like, it just sucks. Well, why'd it keep going? Cause like you just, you started it, you finish it. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. reach that end okay. point, well, that go. ultimate goal of like yeah, whatever. Don't give up on it. Yeah. So you don't, you don't give up in it. So like that definitely taught now looking at us now, like neither of us gives up on anything. So like there is benefit to that, but I think you also need to be soft handed in the sense that like you need to be okay with your kid going out and like starting a detail business and being like, like looking at it and being like, Hey, like, my son's got a detail business. Like, I, like he might change his mind next week. I'm cool with him. Whatever he yeah, wants to freaking do. At that age, it was cool. But because, like, you take that, and, like, I think you launched from Mikey's Fine Shines, and then you just went on, like, you, you explored a couple different careers. Yeah, there yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think also kind of what happens is you were able to not take a path that was, like, presented to you like a lot of other kids. Like, all right, you're going to school, you're going to college. Here's That's your, your path. Yeah. They then get out of college and they're like, oh shit, like, what yeah, do I do might, now? What do I do now, mom path. and dad? Yeah. And they're like, oh, here's your first job. And then, like, by the time you're 35, you wake up, you're like, hmm, I've done like a path of somebody else, not my own. But then, pretty much anybody that's successful that, like, didn't go to college, like, they figured out early on that, that whole mentality of how to be a self like self-starter like whatever you want to call it but also to try like not be afraid to try new things so yeah it just but it no, also it sets cool. a different vibe for like people around you like because people approach me at least and they'll be like oh like you're doing all these things or like looks exciting and and like sometimes i like i'm like oh, I, i'm always like appreciative of it but like i think what people are seeing is that like i'm doing i'm what doing like. me yeah, what you, you know like what I'm to saying? Do. So like you're not really seeing what like, like what no, I'm doing might you might come over and start doing what I'm doing and be miserable. Like you might think you're this is cool, but what you're seeing yeah. is that like we're enjoying what we're doing and we're like following our own path rather than like going to college, getting out of college, getting the applying, the job you were supposed to, to get for yeah. your major. Yeah. I think that creates a lot of problems. Um yeah, unhappy I, people. I, my look at it always was like, all right, so I don't do well in school just because I choose not to. Like, that was my problem. I don't think I'm unintelligent. I just think I never applied myself. And that's the type of shit I look back at. I'm like, all right, well, I probably should have at least absorbed something. Maybe I would have had a little more academic interest. But, like, I just ended up being into making money and working. And I think I spent that summer, like, enjoying my last summer with my friends, being like, all right, have fun at college. And then, like, there was a few of us who stayed home. So I still had, like, core friends to be around. But, like, it just got old really quick. And I was like, yo, this, like, I need to do something. And, like, going back to you said, how did I start it? Like, I basically was into just washing cars. 
And my aunt was like, why don't you start a business and go to other people's houses and wash their cars? And I was like, hmm. What was the first car you washed? Um, believe it or not, it was a Bentley. Yeah, it was. Uh, I made these little. <laughs> that guy was ballsy. Oh, uh, well, he, uh, <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> but guess what, dude? You, you yeah, that it. car shined. It, um, I made these little flyers, like these little paper handouts. <laughs> and I would go to the NAC and I would put them on nice cars at the NAC. And I put one on this Bentley that was like parked outside. And next thing you know, I got a phone call. And the guy, believe it or not, I remember, I won't, I won't even say his name, but whatever. He was one of my best customers, right? First time I go out to wash his car, uh, it's, a, it's a Bentley with a soft top convertible, right? Mm. So oh, I go to wipe it down. I use, I had like a blade, like a rubber blade that you basically like just smear on the car and all the water comes off. So I wasn't worried about drying that. I went to the top and I didn't have microfiber towels yet. Like, think about, like, how you say, like, you just jump into a business of cleaning cars. Oh, you're using fucking rags that you wipe down a counter with. Like, there's lint everywhere. <laughs> so I go to go wipe the hood, or I'm sorry, I go to the wipe the top of the car over, and next thing you know, it's like, it was like a dog brushing up on you and all the hair just coming off. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he, like, came out, like, towards the end. He's like, how's it going? And I was, like, sitting there, like, picking off <laughs> one by one by one. <laughs> And uh, he, believe it or not, he, he gave me the patience. He's like, he's like, all right, now you know for next time, just don't use those up there. He's like, but, you know, I'd like to have you come back. And he gave me two cars a week for, like, two years. Dude, that's Besides insane. Besides the winter. Because that guy probably. Frigid, frigid. Do, I, do I know this guy? Probably. Yeah. That, that guy was smart enough to know. Like, he, he had to be smart, right? He's driving these cars around. Yeah. Less, but he, he's like, look, a kid had incentive to put a flyer on my car, obviously starting a new business. Couldn't spell there, right? Yeah. Right? And now wash it at wash it at your house. You did that and he's like, Oh look, like I'm gonna give this kid a shot and I'm gonna teach him and look, he started your whole thing. And then all of a yeah, sudden was, you say, I do Bentleys. Well, that then, was like my first right. it was cool because cool. my first That's car cool I posted was a Bentley, and everybody's like, oh, dude, like you're dumb. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I do this all the time. And that's when the pictures Dude, started. that's crazy. Yeah. That one guy could have changed your life. Absolutely. No, there was actually a one guy that I remember. It was, uh, like, I did it for years, and then, like, after, like, three years, I got into a bad car accident and, like, just basically, like, slammed my knees into the front of my car. And, like, my knees were never good from that, like, just detailing. My knees were fucked up. You're, like, kneeling on concrete and, like, scrubbing rims for, like, a few hours a day consistently, and it just, like, tore on me. And then uh, I banged up my knees in that car crash, and I remember trying to get back into it, and, like, I did somebody's car, and I – it was, like, the first one I did in, like, months because I obviously stopped doing it after I got hurt. And um, not only did it hurt, but what did he, he had, like, like pine or something, like, embedded in his paint that, like, he came out, and he saw it, and he was so mad that it didn't come out. I'm like, dude, it's, like – it's pine, and it changed the actual paint on your car. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. And he, like – it was just, like, a real dick about it, and it kind of tore me down on the job. And I was like – damn, that fucking sucked. Like, that guy's an <laughs> asshole. But in a way, it was kind of the thing that, like, got me out of it. I was like, dude, I was like, oh, maybe. It, it made it, it put the, closed the door on my East Fine Absolutely. He, like, fucking slammed the door on me on the last job. I was like, oh, that guy was so unhappy. And it, it actually made me be like, all right, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. 
Dude, you walked away from a pretty serious wreck, though. Yes, that was that was terrifying. Dude, you were you were on ninety five. You were going on ninety five northbound, and uh, a, yeah, coming, and a car blew through the thing. Yeah, coming home uh, from Philly, going home to like where we all lived. We were in Newtown. I was like in the car with my buddies, and we're just driving, and out of nowhere, like this car went through the guardrail, and like we didn't see it happening, but I just see at one point I see the car coming up the grass, and it's a car going backwards and me and like dan he was sitting next to me he braced for it and like saw it but the other two kids in the back were fucking asleep so like out of nowhere just like this car bangs into us flips and then we kind of just like skirted off we didn't take like the brunt of it but it was it was scary as shit yeah dude i remember seeing your car and being like oh yeah exactly. yeah shout out to acura they saved all of us <laughs> yeah that car took took the hit yeah seriously yeah, that was for sure first time in a ser- serious car accident that kind of like wakes you up you're like holy shit like i feel I feel that, like it's 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 a it's like enlightening. You're oh like my that God. can that can yeah I can happen. die and I do this every day. When you wreck like that, like on a motorcycle or in a car or something like that, and you feel that energy, yeah, like you you come out of that like this is no joke. You Driving never, a car is not a joke. You yeah. never forget the image every time <clears throat> you get in an accident. Right before you hit it, that blank. that image will be stuck in your head. I have I've been in like three or four accidents every single time, and then that, you like black out. Like yeah. it's like it, a it's a moment you, of like correct. You black out, and then you usually wake up to like that gunpowder smell, or like you come like, and then you're like, oh shit. I, like, I was just gonna say like I I was on the phone and I was driving past. It looked like an accident had just happened, and I could smell it. And I was saying, I was like, every time I smell that smell of them either putting up, like, the oil, I guess they lay that stuff down the on sand, the ground. Yeah, yeah I see yeah. that, and I smell it, and it reminds me of my accent. It's so crazy. I'm like, I don't know why. I probably, like, it's the scent thing. Yeah, yeah, so you were you were cleaning these cars, and I remember, like, monitoring your progress through Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I'd be um, like, holy shit, Mikey just cleaned up what? Yeah, and these um, car, you were getting these cars, I and like good clients, you were taking pictures of the cars and like showcasing the cars. Like to this day, we have people that we interview that are like either just starting out in business that we're trying to like pull into our business, be like, Shut right. or we see people that are struggling for over lengths of time, and like people's inability to showcase their business or their product or whatever is like nine times out of ten a problem for yeah. for most people. And we've literally created a business to like solve that problem for their, for these people. And like, like, so if you, but like you solved that, like you were taking good pictures back then for how old and inexperienced you were in taking pictures. I, I do look back at the pictures. They're all like archived in my Instagram. And now yeah. I'm like super critical of like everything that I post and I look but at. But do you look back on them and you're like, damn, that's where like. I, I look at it and I'm like, I've been a photographer all along and I never noticed it. I didn't notice yeah. it from that. But uh, my family and I went to Italy like years ago, and I look back at some of those pictures, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I, I look at it now as like a photographer. I'm like, "That's a good picture," and there was like a decent amount of them. So, dude, I remember a couple of pictures from that trip. Yeah, of was, like you with your pops. Yeah, it was yeah, dope. That was good. It was dope, dude. I I love traveling. That's something. After this goes down, bro, like I'm dying to get to Europe. Like it's cool being able to go to Florida and stuff like that right now, but I really want to get out of the country. I'm dying to go to Europe somewhere. Where yeah, would you, where would you go? I think I want to go out. back to Italy because I need to reshoot it. Um, I did. I did it on, on. Oh yeah, no, I did it on an iPhone. Uh, I went to Barcelona and Paris, and the, I was a photographer at that point. I brought my camera, and just getting those pictures to me, they feel like they're worth more. 
like i don't know it's like i had to travel so far to go get this picture and like yeah. i don't know i just like are any of those pictures for sale on your oh, for sure they, they have their own category yeah and i look at it like that like everything's like the same price basically yeah, awesome. i think about it i'm like oh i'm gonna sell this picture at paris i had to go really far to go get here i was like oh, i'm gonna charge more for this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah overhead bitches yeah what do you like shooting any like any particular thing things i like shooting honestly like i never do a job that i've been in the car being like i don't want to go do this and i think for coming on like three and a half years of doing this like that's a great track record that just makes me feel like all right i'm just going here to do this like today i was like i don't know i started early today and i had a job at like 11 so by the time i was like already there i was like all right like this is just like one motion of like my whole day just come in go in it was like a real estate shoot in and out an hour and 14 minutes i timed it yeah so you haven't found anything you don't want to shoot yet um i like doing everything i i enjoy i enjoy my like all right so i do this for work where i do uh rings and homes and products and events for all these people that's work to me when i feel like i'm on the street by myself and i'm just taking pictures of shit whether it be like architecture nature like and i'm by myself that's my like downtime I feel like that's probably my favorite stuff to shoot because I'll have like thousands of photos due at a time if it's like from a big event compiled up with like other jobs. And when I don't feel like working, I'm literally going to do the same exact thing, but I'm going to just switch my folder and I'm going to pull up my pictures of like a sunset in the city or, you know, some cars I shot, like my hobby pictures that I like turn into prints to sell. That's like my like downtime with work, I would consider. Yes. Like I noticed that you're like, you kind of have like a different route team than me but it's similar just different hours like you get yeah, up I like, and go- i liked catching you early at the gym it was yeah. very nice yeah but i stay up late yeah you're getting those like like i when i see you getting those early morning shots yes i know you've been up all night long yes so then when i would then see you at the gym after like i see you like maybe doing some like work that night i'm like what is my, what is this dude doing yeah. what is no, he doing i, I was like sleep for like <laughs> four and a half hours and i like felt like i was fine yeah and i did it for like a month straight in december i like got really serious back into like going back into the gym and once i started getting back into a gym routine i was like i have to get up and do this and like right now i switched it because i like i can't help but go to bed until two o'clock i can't maintain a consistent enough schedule where like during the week i can get away with going to bed at maybe like 10 o'clock at the earliest and waking up at four and being like all right that was plenty of sleep where like i'll have friday and saturday nights where i still end up either going out or like doing jobs and i end up home at like one o'clock in the morning and then i want to eat and then i got a shower and i'm in bed at like 2 30 3 o'clock so now you can't get up at four and go to bed at three you can but it's like in my is the crowd the crowd's got to be different between 5 a.m or 6 a.m and 11 uh for sure i would say the 5 a.m crowd at the gym is the same 18 people every morning mm-hmm. and maybe like one or two that yeah. like flake off and like skip a day or two but sure. like They're like oh we gotta get back in and yeah, yeah so, so now i'm going in where like i'll go to bed whatever time i go to bed and then i actually i stop setting an alarm and i just get up like what we were saying like about like how your body just wakes you up like that first time i wake up i just get out of bed and i feel like much better doing that because your body is rested to the point where like it's fully charged and like you know when you fully charge your phone a little light comes on it's like all right phone charge you're like all right get up and start your shit yeah i definitely that's a that's definitely a great habit that i i have that i don't really think about too much it's like when it's time to get out of bed i just get like i just get out like i don't 
when I was younger, you would spend time being like, oh, what am I going to do today? Or yeah, yeah. Just thinking, be like, oh, is that girl, that girl like me? It's like, no. Now it's just kind of like when I'm awake, it's like, oh, I'm awake. Yeah. Time to go. I know. I feel like every, uh, even like, I guess because photography too, I like really appreciate like sunrises and sunsets. Like I'll go out, like I'll wake up. I'm like, wow, I'm up before the sun is up right now. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have like two hours to go to the gym and come home and get a shower and eat breakfast. And like, I feel like there was days where like I would be in my computer desk, like, like ready to go and do anything or just get on the computer. And it was like seven 30, like eight in the morning. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm already at work. And I did like two and a half hours worth of stuff that what I would be doing if I sleep until eight, then I'm going to start my work day at 11. So it's a, it's a huge, huge difference. The day's short. It's the day, the average work day is not long. Six hours. Everybody spends at work. Except for now with COVID, everybody works from home. You can work whenever, right? <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> no, I still go out. I feel like yeah. we've been in a pandemic, and I feel like I just do different jobs, but I don't work from home. I can't do my job from home. There was a few. a few. I got a few cool pandemic jobs where people would, like, ship me products and be like, all right, go take this jar to the park and shoot it. And I'm like, okay. And it was, like, mid-quarantine. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. And it was, like, some sea moss. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what the devs devs in the sea moss yeah healthy vibe shout out mo <laughs> yeah the fuck is sea moss sea moss i got a good breakdown on it because when i do these jobs with product i want to sit there and like whether whether it's jewelry or food or like whatever like i like hearing the creator of that thing talk about what they love to do because then, like, you hear, like, you get educated on it, and then you see, like, that passion, and it's kind of, like, reflective, where I'm like, all right, I want to fucking kill this shoot for this guy. I want to make this, like, perfect. Mm. Um, but sea moss is basically moss from the sea that comes up to the shore. All right, okay. so you got to fact check me so, on this. You could so definitely fact sea, check me on it. Yeah. It's moss from the sea. And it's maybe dried or not dried, and then it's blended with some other fruit flavors. And it had the consistency... And taste of like applesauce, like like, yeah, like the berry one tasted like mixed berry applesauce. Literally, like no, go benefits, go benefits. Yeah. So when I looked into this, oh, yeah, the benefits were literally everything and everything. Like when you got in the, it was just kind of like, well, what doesn't this do? Oh, so it's the, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like some superfood. It's like a superfood where it's, it's like, like if it was this legit, I think more people would be on this already That's but i'm not trying to be kale. that skeptical kale's a new superfood i'm obsessed with yes he like may prevent parkinson's disease. there it is may prevent him kardashian ever since key uh, yeah Drink the sea moss smoothie yeah. well, so that, don't that, knock it good for if it makes if it makes you feel good eat it. it may prevent parkinson's in a study done with worms extract from sea moss was shown to decrease accumulation of I don't even know what that word is. Glycine. That, that company paid like a quarter million for Kim Kardashian to post it. And reduce now, now stiffness and slowness and movement. I don't know. Whatever. So. <laughs> shout out to the CMOS dude. Shout out CMOS. Blocka. Block. Um, you and. Uh, you, you've been doing. So like what is your business called now? M Snaps Media LLC. Yeah. And that's what it always was. You it, just well, like changed. Always, you switch. You just refreshed it a couple of times. It was always Mikey Naps. Like that was like my Instagram page. That like when I started to do like cool jobs, but like you kind of gotta like separate like your cool jobs from like your like corporate kind of jobs, and you just want to have two different names, I guess. Like if I'm doing entertainment stuff, I would consider it be like Mikey Naps stuff, mm. and then if I'm doing like 
you know, corporate jobs are going in where I'm on a property that like asks to see my insurance policy like, for my business. Cause like I'm a liability on their property. I'm like, okay, here's M snaps media. Like, we're just, we're just two different guys. Yeah. My, my friend has that with an LLC. He has a, when he does stuff for himself, cause he has a studio in Trenton. So he, he's Colmado the studio when he does like music. And yeah. Say post. that again. That was sweet. Oh, Colmado the studio. Colmado the studio. Oh my um, God. Sounds so and, then, and then when, when he does this corporate shit, like he's, following governor wolf around right now for new jersey so he does uh laura productions okay. which is his like last name. yeah you, you gotta you gotta have all your ducks in a row because mm-hmm. i let it slide for like a really long time where i didn't get insurance and then i think <clears throat> excuse me this one job i was at i had this big flash extender that was uh basically like a light stand with a big pole and an umbrella and like a heavy ass flash. The flash probably weighed like 10 pounds. And I didn't have, I think I did have a bean bag, like a weight bag at the bottom of it to like keep the legs down. And we were doing family portraits and like one of the kids like ran by and like <laughs> kicked the stand. And I was like, yo. And I caught it and I looked at the path that it was gonna fall into. And this was a really, really lavish, nice house. And the <laughs> table was just like sick, all glass. And I'm like, oh my God. And like that, like, million dollar like do you want this million dollar liability policy like flash in front of my face and i caught it yep (laughs) and literally after that i was like dude get the shit like in line because like if something happens like that like even with fine shines dude like i never got insurance for it like i was a kid bro i was just hustling like trying to Uh, you you don't know when you're that age like we we printed shirts back in the day and like we thought we were kings like printing all these t-shirts and stuff and then we printed a whole bunch of bootleg t-shirts for like the phillies (laughs) They, oh. and the Phillies didn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, and then you learn, you're like, oh, shit. Well, all right. We didn't know uh, we couldn't do that. We, sorry, officer. Sorry. I didn't know we couldn't do that. There, there's actually a, a copyright for photographers for the Eiffel Tower at night. You're not allowed to take a picture of the Eiffel Tower at night and sell it. That's bullshit. That illumination. That illumination What's up is, with that? It's the bullshit. Lo- the illumination of the Eiffel Tower is copyrighted by the guy who did the lights. Who illuminated it? Yes, the guy who illuminated it. Dude, yes. seriously? Yeah. Let's put this dude in the dirt. Dude, I really have to go to the bathroom. Let's pause, pause it. Pause the shit. Let's pause right. it. Cool. Dude. Drain the dragon. Eiffel Tower. All right, yeah, let's go. We were talking about this. Uh, it's a- illegal to sell a picture of the Eiffel Tower at night. Dude. So unfortunately, my one of my personal favorites and what I think is the best picture I ever took was a, a long exposure of the, like the twinkle light show that like goes up the entire Eiffel Tower. So instead of it being like speckled, mm. it's a long exposure. So it shoots it for like four seconds and it shows every single light on and it just I don't know, it looks crazy. It's one of my favorite pictures. You want to know how you get around that? This is from like another incident that we won't go into. But if you sell a product. And you give that product away for free with said product, then it's okay. Are you selling it, no. Andrew? Man, that's an expensive coffee mug. Be like, Wait, oh so, my god! So, so I printed that picture for my house, right? Because I put like three pictures of Paris, like on my wall. That were like, you heard a bang at the door. No, no, no. So, so I can, pr- I can print the it. I, I can print it. It's okay. Yeah, the, the police pulled up. Oh, like, oh my god! Yeah, the oh my god! They're here. <laughs> so I got it printed, and the guy who does my prints, he was like, "Hey, there's an extra one in there. I like like something jammed with the printer, and it was like so small. There was like a little imperfection on it, and um." He was like, you just get two copies. There's like a little smudge on it. And like I gave it to somebody as like a gift to like give to whoever. They were like, oh, I'll put in a frame. I'll give it to them. Yeah, like, how much you want for it? And I was like, 
I actually can't charge you. That's illegal. And, like, <laughs> what? and then I had to tell him this story because people always say like, oh, what's your favorite picture you ever took? And I'm like, it's this one that oh, I can't damn, sell. Dude. Yeah. But now, okay. now, you know, you want to hear like the weirdest thing. I like want to give you money for this picture. Yeah, I want a copy of this picture, and like, I want to give you money. Like for you it. don't have it. Like it's not your picture, but it's at my house. It's like a consignment. Just be like, like just no. be like a rented consignment. Can you maybe rent out your picture? Yeah, can I rent it from? Oh, like, the, uh, so that's bringing me into something now that I'm just trying to research. It's called NFTs. I don't What's know. What's that? I don't know. I'm trying to oh understand it. NFTs. I'm seeing, Let's do it. Yeah, I'm seeing um, <laughs> digital like. Like digital animations or highlight reels of athletes or like pictures that are selling. Like it could be something that a graphic designer made and you buy it and you're the only one who has it and it's yours. So it's selling like digital art basically is what it seems like. But then I'm like, all right, but other people can buy it too. But I think it, I think you're. I basically think that you get the file instead you, of instead of like having the canvas, you have the the JPEG or something. Like no, that. not even that. You you you're holding a piece of its worth, is, is what I believe is what it means. This is interesting. I, well, maybe to, we can look it up because you're like yeah, yeah, a guy. Yeah, I, I can, can get into something out. like that. It's part of the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, yeah I, I tried to read that word and it, what's it say? Fungible. I'm like, yeah, oh fungible. no, I'm on a mushroom page. This is the wrong thing. <laughs> Non-fungible token. Yeah, fungible token. That sounds yeah. legitimate. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is this it? Yeah. yeah. Man. It's what? one so of a kind trading card. Somebody started talking cart. about blockchain. So I'm like, what is a blockchain? I don't know. Very high level. Most NFTs are a part of the Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum is it? We won't go into that. What's worth picking in NFTs? NFTs can be really anything digital, such as drawings, music, your brain, download. Okay, so... Basically, what they're saying here is you you have 100 playing cards, right? And you arrange 100 playing cards together in a rectangle. And those 100 playing cards make up a finished picture, right? Okay. If you separated that finished picture, like say you could take the Mona Lisa and cut it into 100 pieces, you can essentially own a piece. Like you're splitting up the of, worth of it? Of the item. Okay. It's crazy. That's a crazy idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Stonks all over Instagram. Some, I love yeah. looking at the investing on Instagram. Yeah, Everybody's into so much stuff. Good for them for, you know, whatever drugs they were on when they came up with that. That's interesting. So It's a thing, though. It's crazy. I'm like, I look at it. I'm like, I'm we're, like yeah, we're, I was like. The I blockchain's just, a thing. Blockchain's real. Ethereum's a real platform. That's for currency. For, like, I, that's where, like, the cryptocurrencies there's a variety of them and the cryptocurrencies have to be hosted on a system or a network and that is a theorem whomever paid yeah. 390,000 for a 50 second video so it's not a i don't know i think they're just saying like i think it's just an example i don't think there's like a a can like a control like saying like this is what this relationship looks like i think they're just highlighting the fact that people are buying Paying money for digital art that you literally can just right click, copy, Dude, save. What you just said about the NFT is now explained on the paragraph that was not up on the screen. Was it? No. So, so I did. That's high IQ right there. It's good for something. Explaining blockchain. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's to put it in the terms of physical art collecting, anyone could buy a. 
a copy of the money. <laughs> but see, this is where where I go a step further. Is like, how do I get involved in this? Like, how do I? Well, somebody okay, somebody spent thirty six hundred dollars for the Gucci Ghost. It's uh, worth sixteen thousand right now. Well, that's what the seller's asking. But why? Like, what are you going to do? I mean, what? Like, okay, here, Andrew, you're a shirt guy, okay? You make shirts. If you buy this, does that mean you could use this item and now you, you can make shirts you, with it? You, it's your yeah. one-of-a-kind image. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. All right, you so could. that's... Or if somebody, somebody wanted tried. to use it in the... Or here's where it would pop off. Say, like, say this Gucci ghost, right, becomes, like, the next trap symbol, and people want to use it in, like, their music video. Right. You can lease the image to people. Yeah, but how do you know that this artist isn't just going to come along and be like, all right, I'm going to make a, a purple Gucci ghost. You don't. See, out. people, like, involved in these types of businesses usually have somebody that's, like, like, I, I know I know the guy who is, you know, Jake and Logan Paul? Like, yes. I know a guy who's on their legal team, and his job, like, his legal business, which is separate from the legal team's legal business, all he's responsible for is like what he used to do was he used to go after bars and stuff like that that would host fight night like have pay-per-view things and not pay for it the appropriate number okay so like then they the paul brothers hired him to do like that but for their social media people oh, stealing okay. posts or whatever so yeah. people stealing posts people not paying them for branding dude some people kids not filmed- a picture that I took of little Uzi Vert's Bugatti outside mm. of recess. Yeah. And used the picture. Oh, I remember made that. A, a Hot Wheel. I, of I the remember car. that. And yeah. I saw it and I was like, that's, yeah, my, that's photo. my picture. I was like, what are you doing? So I like emailed them and like hit them with my like legal talk after I got educated. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, I was literally, I, oh, I used that word in there. <laughs> and they were like, dude, oh, we're sorry. We're just college kids. Like, we'll take it down. And I'm dude, like, I remember that. Kids it popped up me. and he was like, dude, you believe this? I was like, what, dude, somebody just like, I'm like, it's awesome that they're stealing your shit. But it's also not no, awesome yeah, at the same it's, time. It's somewhat like flattering. I'm like, wow, they're gonna use my picture to make a Hot Wheel. I'm like, <laughs> back when it says like Thought Wheel, it was like a bootleg one. It, was, it, was not it wasn't even a Hot. They stole that too. No, yeah. It was funny. It's that happens to us too. Not um, like we don't have Hot Wheels of our of like our products. Like steal your content. But people steal content. Uh, like I get, like right off the bat. Like I when I when I talk to you about it, I'm like, you just need to be like chill about it. But every time it happens, I'm immediately red hot, like furious about it. I'm like you, because it's not just like a picture that we have. It's your work. It's like your investment. We either like when it's construction, like we have hours of design, conversations with the customer, our team's physically working on it. Gilmore has got to go out there and make it look good. We've got to make sure like the house is clean before he gets like, like sometimes thousands of hours, man hours, go into one of those pictures. Yeah, I would say. So that. when people just like rip it off and be like, "Oh, we can do this for you," I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Like we took that picture for the sole purpose of like making us sell, not you sell. I think uh, when you when you go into a job like that, people only see like one third of what you're actually doing. Like they don't see like the behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, like they oh, they see yeah. you come into the house like doing your job physically, but like. All right, well, planning and getting supplies, like you only see, and like drawing things up that need to be calculated. Do you feel that way when people like look at your photos and like they don't realize like what goes in behind each photo? Oh, that probably happens to you more than happens to us. People are like, it costs uh, what? Yeah, be like, whoa, just to take a picture? I'm like, yeah, but like, look at all this backpack I brought with me. Like, you don't have it. It's a nice backpack. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice backpack. You see this lens, bro? Yeah, it's got lens cushions. (laughs) 
it's insulated. When you talk to them, you know how you handed your lens earlier to Andrew, and you're like, "This is the Toyota Camry." Like, do you tell them this is the Bugatti? And like, I literally say, "I'm like this. This thing is the Ferrari of nightlife <laughs> photography, or something like that." Yeah. Yeah, because when you charge, you have to like put travel time, your yeah. equipment. It's I said, like it's all a that third. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, the, all the years you spent leading up to learning it. That's why. Yeah. That's why somebody that's like older can charge more than somebody that's younger in a business. Like yeah. you've years in the game, you've made the mistakes that lead you to be, you know, I, more I, efficient. Like if I come into a job, say you compare two houses and like, you know, we can build it in half the time, but you get the same house. You don't pay us half as much. You, you almost pay us twice as much because we got it done in half the time. Yeah, exactly. Because we have that Priority. many more years of experience and things like and that we to get it done. On your job, you know what I'm saying? Instead so of it's like on four other houses in in a week. Do you find? Do you like? Do you find that you have like a go to like dialogue when people like push back on the price? Or are you at, are you at a point now where you're so busy where you're like, hey man, like I'm I can really make you look good. You you came to me. You know what you're gonna get. You so like I feel like I try not to like I'm I'm never a, like a pushy business person mm. and that's like something that I was thinking about today actually I was like damn I was like I like one of my focuses for like the new year with my business was like how I said like I was like change my name a little bit like all right focus a little more on like marketing and like going into like specific genres right like thinking I'm like all right I'm gonna make a list of real estate offices or I'm gonna make a list of jewelry stores or like another one I'm gonna make a list of all these Cuban restaurants in the country because I have all these pictures from Cuba I'm like I need to focus on marketing and then like I look at what my schedule's been and I'm like I've been out shooting and then I'm editing and then I'm shooting and I'm editing like it's almost like where I would like need to hire somebody you can't you can't do all that shit yourself yeah it's hard but the fortunate part of that is that I am busy like I'm out shooting so I'm like all right I'm not having time to go get more but at least i have it still coming but in. that but the conversation of when someone pushes back on your price for you to say hey like i'm so busy like it's no, almost I, I a better what do i say it's almost a better argument i i no, I usually like, say it's like hey, i'm busy well somebody will say like you know like we don't need that much i'm like well listen if you need a picture or you need a hundred pictures, it's probably going to get done within an hour. So, like, I, I have to charge for me. That I, I'll, you know what I'll say? I'll say that, that's what I charge to come out. Like, if it's, like, a minimum job. Like, people mm. who do, like, events and stuff, like, you hire a photographer for the day for, like, a wedding. Like, it's not cheap. Like, it's no. it's a lot of manpower and a lot of work. Like, I think in August I did, like, my first large wedding. And I had done, like, a couple before that were, like, hey, you're just going to come to this church and take pictures, or hey, you're just going to come to this dinner. It wasn't like a full-on day, so I didn't understand how much work it was. And we got to the hotel at 6 in the morning to get everybody getting ready, like the bride and the groom side, and we didn't leave until 9.50 at night, which was still kind of early because it was lit, but they, like, let us go because there gets to a point in the wedding where it's, like, everybody's drunk. and like, We don't want you to see us. We don't need to we take need pictures photos. anymore. <laughs> yeah, so it's a long day. And do I, you add video when you do that too? Uh, sometimes I do, but if it's a wedding, that's something that, like, I got to be, like, I'm spot on the whole day, and that's the whole thing. Like, I'll charge completely different to do a wedding than to do a nightclub because I'll shoot at a nightclub, and, I, I like, I have this, like, figure in my head. It's called, like, my capture rate. Like, if I'm in a nightclub, like, I've had nights where I've shot, like, 900 pictures in, like, three hours and the album's like 180 pictures like to me that's like that's bad capture rate that's what i look at like if i'm at a wedding like there's non-stop shit going on not that it even is like it's a highlight that person wants that picture of their aunt hanging out with their grandma because like they just do 
And that's what something I like try and like ride on as a photographer. Like I always ask other people who got married and had photographers. I was like, what did you get with your photography for your wedding? And they go, oh, well, they gave us this many pictures, but like they wouldn't give us the unedited pictures. And I'm like, why? That's that's it, that picture, like I said, of your aunt, and your grandma. I'm like, why would I want that? I'm not gonna do anything with it. Like, just take it here. <laughs> I, I took it at the thing that you paid me to do. Like, I might not put an edit on it, but they might want to look at it. I don't know. I've talked to people who f- they say that they don't think they got enough pictures for like what they got charged, and I feel like photographers might not want to sit through an edit because that 16 hour day. I think there was like forty five hundred pictures that I went through. A lot yeah. of pictures. That's a lot through. of pictures in one day. Yeah, we had Carlo um, on the podcast like or like way back when he might have done like episode fourteen or something like that. He did my wedding with uh, a t- small team. It was okay. like him and another guy. I think maybe two. There was a total of three, maybe two guys. Yeah. And he sent us the picture package. And it was excellent. And then I, I messaged him. I'm like, um, let me get the whole thing. And he's like, all right. And I got the Dropbox. And I literally have all Every the ne- all the negative video, all the negative, pi- like all the pictures and video from the whole thing. Yeah, uncut. to me as. Because like I like the video they put together. But being like. Listening to we're, the, we're, the unedited we're, video. We're here. Like we have, act, like I, we could possibly clip it up. I could make eight different videos and they could probably all be yeah, better better probably put like a song over like your video right no and it like, wasn't that bad carlo is a really talented cinematographer and okay. it could be argued that i hired like a movie movie, movie quality cinematographer to do my wedding yeah but th- that's so what like some people want so but like i got him like right before he blew up okay so like all of my stuff is really really good i just like wanted to see like all the shots and maybe like see if there was stuff in there that like he just didn't think was like yeah that big but of a deal or maybe he's focusing maybe on me that's why photographers get upset because like the sentence you were just about to say like maybe he didn't think this shot was good like no i'm not saying it was good but like but it didn't belong yeah. in the video or it didn't belong in the album. Like, when then you could be like, well, why'd you cut that out? You don't think that was a good picture? I'd be like, yeah, it did. But, like, his eyes crossed. He's not looking at the screen. Like, you don't want that picture. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I guess me personally, yeah. knowing how much, like, video and stuff that, like, we do here. Right. I just know there's, there's like. So much, so much footage you, that you could never m- get seen. Me and Gilmar and I could put, to get, put together 45 minutes of a tape. And I could clip it up one way. He could clip it up another way. Mm-hmm. And then John could clip it up another way, and they're all funny and good. And different. But, like, one of our styles pops a little bit more. Yeah. And, like, you you got to kind of have to, like, and then you're like, oh, I like how you did it there. And then you there's always, like, that influence and change. So I wanted the raw because, like, someday I might be, like, we might have so, such good editing here that, like, I could redo you it. Or chop like, it up, yeah. Maybe I want to chop it up, so. I, I or like, maybe it'll I just like sit on your hard drive. You know, yeah, but I mean, way, I've already chopped it up twice. He's still, he's still got it. It's still yeah. his footage. Yeah. I feel like you're buying. Like somebody actually just asked me about that. They were like, like, oh, uh, asked me about like a watermark because somebody showed me it was like engagement pictures and like it was like really aggressively like watermarked. I hate that. I was like, why? That shit's so stupid. Yeah, yeah so we we literally it, yeah. just talked about the watermarks. Do you think people just don't charge enough for what they're worth? And they're trying to validate. No, I think their, it's they're trying time. to get exposure no matter what. But I don't. I, don't I think know. if the picture pops, like people will be like, "Who took that?" Exactly. Picture? That's yeah. what I want people yeah. to look at. I want people to see my picture and know that I took. That's it. Like, and you're not gonna be able to replicate that picture again. It's not like they're one. They're not gonna be able to take that same picture again. Yeah. 
And two, they're not going to be able to take a picture of something else and also have that same thing. Like, you, I can look at pictures, and I've looked at enough of Mikey's pictures now that if you put out 100 pictures in front of me, I could tell you which ones were probably Mikey's within a degree of, like, relative, like, yeah, like if with you, certainty. You, Just because, like, you get that same with Carlo. Like, I could, if you showed me one of Carlo's videos, like, I could be like, oh, that, no, like, you know Carlo that had style. something to do but with But you this. could send me and Carlo out to... 30th and walnut and say your subject is liberty one tower you have to use this lens at 200 millimeters and this is your aperture we're still going to get different pictures like even if you send yeah. them to the exact same location with the same camera settings mm. and same level of equipment no matter what like you're still going to cook your own shot up and it's going to be your own thing so why do people they're just they just want to get their name out there more for the watermark i i think it's that because what do you do when you get engaged you put it on facebook and instagram to me, that's like jamming it down their it's throat. Tacky. It's, it's, it's tacky. It's tacky as fuck. It's also like you're probably going to print this picture and hang it up in your house. Well, that's like don't we don't. You, I don't need that to, we I don't don't need that believe, to be there. We don't do street signs on our projects. Like, you know how a lot of builders, they'll have like the sign out by the mailbox. Okay. And some builders will put like a really, really nice sign. Oh, like, hey, it's like, like, hey, we're building here, motherfuckers. Right, right. Like, right. we're here. Yeah. Like, we like the most we'll do is we have like this pirate flag that will fly from like a window in the house or anything like that. We had it on the the front of a house, but it doesn't say like our name on it. It's just the logo. I like other than like receiving deliveries to a project, like having that sign out there is just like, like, ugh. it's like you're it's stealing like you're, free I feel, advertising. I, no, I sometimes I feel like I'm bringing the neighborhood down. Like I'm yeah. like we're we're in these nice. So if we're in a neighborhood, it's usually a really nice neighborhood, and it's like. Don't, like, people don't want to drive down the street and yeah, just see our sign. But it might only be like six people that drive by, and like three of them be like, "Oh, honey, did you see Stacy's getting their kitchen done?" Yeah, and but maybe we with, should call those with guys. the advent of like Instagram, like Karen already knows Stacy's like prepping for that because Karen won't shut up about it on Instagram, and she's posting pictures of like, like all, the, yeah. all the before shots, and then like our pictures on social media are getting like are getting shared around. Like if you look at our pictures, like you're probably the same way. Like we don't look at the likes. We look at the number of like saves and sends. Yeah, that's the new and, like, wave right now. I notice the ones like if you get customers that are super amped up into like a specific, specific like part of a project. Like we'll take a picture of like something they're real happy about. The sends will be like right away. We'll be like oh, they she, send it to their whole family. Yo, here, check this out. <laughs> this amp, I, so, like, I and like that's what I look forward analytics. to. I think it's also to our customers too because our customers do a lot of research to figure out who the right builder for them is going to be and if their neighbor just gets it off the sign but doesn't like go through the like think about that too if you see the sign you call them you're like hey you're building one of my neighbor's houses that neighbor that they're building for is like yo like don't i get the credit for like giving you like my builder to like let you use you know what i mean yeah we much prefer like a referral it's the like a referral because they're they're gonna get like the credit, it's gonna be like, all right, like I I helped you out. It's like a referral. With, it's a yeah. referral. Like that's, I helped. That's something I consider to do, like to set up a referral plan, because it's so easy. Like I try to not to like jam business down people's throats on Instagram. I try to keep it like tasteful for what I post. Show everybody like all the different kinds of stuff that I do. It speaks for itself. Though. Yes, I I, I yeah. want it to speak for itself. And as soon as I got into photography. I feel like my voice went away in a good way, though. Like, I just like, kind of shut up and on Instagram. And I just post what I'm doing. I really don't say much and Pro just, like, show people. Yeah. I wish I was like that. Product. We have different products. So you being loud may not necessarily be a bad thing. No, but I'm I mean, well, like, being loud is, like, our product now. But but the if you do good work, quality product work, 
you will get the referrals without asking for the referrals. Exactly, yeah. So it's a matter of people that have referral programs, I also kind of feel like are kind of tacky. Yeah. It's like, look. I think you should have like a street referral program, you know, like something that's just like not written down. Oh, no, yeah, here. Like you, that's kind of how we are. Like when people take care of us or we take care of them, like sometimes we like, sometimes there's money involved, sometimes there's not, sometimes it's lunch, sometimes it's like a couple lunches, sometimes it's yeah. like, you know, we take pictures for you, like, or like we'll take pictures it's like of our work and like the electrician buffet. will be like, hey, can we get those pictures? And Everybody we'll be like, sure. eats, bro. It's like. You got to look at what you send back to them. Good too. product. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. all it is. Just produce a good quality product. As long as you do that, and you stay to who you are, you'll do business. And, and that's like a there's good, so a good especially response. in this part of the con- country, it feels like there's so many people that scam and hustle. I think the closer you to get like to the mega cities, the more that that goes on, yeah. right? Is it like the cities? Because like you've lived in a lot more places than I have. Yeah. It, so like I kind of feel like anecdotally from what i've heard and then like i've traveled a lot it feels like it's like this like little northeast fucking, corridor whatever it it's is it's like philadelphia it's like washington dc curving back to baltimore philly. philly new york it has this like little edge to it like and when i go down south or like to texas or anything, it's a little lighter it just like like ariel like, like my wife we're all hustling she says hi like we'll be walking down the street hi she'll be like oh hello good morning like good yeah. morning and people will look at her like the fuck like I, my, my like, one of my <laughs> first trips to New York City, I think I was like twenty whatever two. Where, or three. where did you grow up, by the way? Uh, Montana. Okay, all right. Because I know where you grew up. You I went to school in North Carolina, places. so I go to New York City. So you've been like, around. And I'm walking down. It was it was I was just walking New York. I'd never been there. I, a couple guys. We were just walking around. Like these these guys came out to hustle me, and like I didn't know what it what was, was at scam? the time. I thought it was they're selling CDs. Nice. There's their CD. Mixtapes, my guys. Mi- mixtapes, dude. Out there pushing That's them. what I'm saying. The mixtape <laughs> guys come up, and they start talking. I was like, oh, cool. These guys have an interest in me. They're, they're talking <laughs> to me. I was like, this is awesome. And then, like, hey, man, what's your name? I was like, yeah, man, my name's John. They're like, oh, like, this CD's for John. They wrote my name on it. And I was like, yo, like, thanks for the CD. They're like, yeah, that'll be 100 bucks or, like, 40 bucks, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wasn't going to buy it. I was like, yeah, but I wrote your name on it already. Like, what do you mean you're not going to buy it? Like, just donate to us. Like, help us out. Help us young artists out. Oh, so, like, dude, I think I gave him, like, 20 or 30 bucks. Like, put the CD in. It's fucking blank. There ain't shit on it. Like, there's nothing <laughs> on the CD. Dude. There's, <laughs> always, there's so but, many hustles. But they're so, they were so fucking good at it. I know. And you're like, oh, I guess I, I didn't owe know, you this money I didn't already. know I was hustled until I put that CD in the CD player and it didn't play. Yeah. Because they're like, just give us a donation to help us out where you knew and whatever. So it's just, <laughs> you never found that where I grew up. Ever. No. And so I it's think, like nice I think when you come, it's like someone asked what my, one of my competitive advantages is like in this area. And I think it's because I'm not from this area, right? Like people are used to people from the area and they're very skeptical. But I come from a place where it's, it's, I'm able to talk to people and, like, get them to, like, trust into us and what we do just based on, like, who I am. Yeah, like, by your message. Dude, you should, see, you should see this guy's frustration when, like, we've been in situations where we've been, like, negotiating deals or, like, property or things. And John just wants to, like, like, we're dealing with a realtor. John's just like, dude, just take us to your to your buyer. Or like and like let's just shake hands and just do like let's just let's meet face to face and shake hands yeah and they're like, like no 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 that's that's not how it works and john's just like dude like why can't we just like just we hi. can work this out like we could probably figure this out by lunch if we just if yeah, i so say what just, i say you feel like it's like no we so got to do this people dance. gravitate to that and it, yeah. it develops good relationships yeah it develops good friendships you get genuine friendships and it's just 
because I'm not from here is probably the best advantage I have. I think if I went and did the same thing back in Montana, it would be different, right? right. Then, then, like, I'm the same as everybody else in Montana. But and then you would bring me back to Montana, and I would shark everybody yeah, out. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. That's what it would be. I'd be selling blank CDs, <laughs> empty houses. Empty houses? <laughs> 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 Loaded up with granite. That's the name of this podcast, you blank CDs, empty houses. <laughs> Do you think it's because, like, in the East Coast, everything is worth a lot more like when you go to the south like shit is is more lax because people aren't like there's not a lot of hustle and bustle no i think it's it's more deep-seated than that i think it's like the the culture in this region of the united states like you have like the 13 original colonies mm -hmm. and industrialization hit those areas sooner or if in fact at all like some areas just never got that especially in the South, like you just never got that, like that boom and that hustle. So like people went from like, Oh, I'm going to go work six hours a day. The crops are good for today. I'm going to go, you know, chill and like do this to being like, Hey, we need people in the factory. We need so many people pull your kid out of school. Who cares if he doesn't have shoes on? We need him in the factory. How old are you? You're eight. You can run this machine. So like that, that like urge and energy to like wake up and just get to work came from that as well as like the coal mining culture of like yeah think so like coal mining the on the appalachian kind of like put a fence that I, I think it's just you just have the density and so many other people you have so many and now it's competition now it's just competition mm -hmm. yeah it's almost feeding on itself because down south they yeah, they have farms and they they do they do lots of things down south now but like before is agriculture but they would pace was always but they would work sun up to sundown but they always had to work all day and so it wasn't like if I don't put in all this, I'm not going to get this. It's like I know what I need to put in to produce the crops. And so they go about – like it was very methodical, right, because you weren't dealing with immediate things. So I don't know. like the, the And then if you the want to get further into it, you got World War II comes along and everybody comes back from World War II and, like, materialism takes over. Yeah. So, like, that whole hustle and bustle – Everybody already had that energy to like hustle in this area, and now people hustle, and they're like, "What are we hustling for?" Havertown stuff. <laughs> they made Havertown, you know. So whatever. Yeah, I'd, I I really interested about the pace because the pace is definitely different across the country. Dude, look at and like, it's so strange. New York versus L.A. Time times like like how you like do stuff like with like pace yeah but you new go, york is fast la is like this you go down like, yeah we're on our way yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's go but take that down to like south carolina and north carolina away from the cities that pace is like just that how they drink tea it's just slow yeah. dude i remember i went to tennessee when i was a kid to visit like my um aunt for lack of a better description and I was, we were, we were driving and like my uncle was driving and like we, we were pulling up to a traffic light and we were so fucking far away from the traffic light, but the light turned red. You let off the gas. He just rolled through? And no, and, and we were like cruising up to the traffic light. We were legit a half a mile away from the traffic light. But it'll turn And he green, literally, dude, we were doing, stopping. we were doing like 15 miles an hour. Just like this. And, dude, we get, like, 150 yards from the traffic light, turns green, and he starts stepping on it real slow. Like, dude, they do that. that they and he does do not care. That. He just, like, he dude, he's just, like, and he didn't even accelerate back up real fast. It was, like, real slow. And I'm looking at this dude in the side of his head. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe nine, right? Like, did you just and, do that? Dude, I'm literally thinking, like, and I remember it because, like, I remember, like, 
a few days later, I was like talking to my dad on the phone and he was like wherever he was working. And, and I was, he was like, well, what's, what's it like down there? I was like, dude, it was like slow as shit, dude. Like uncle Chuck stops at green lights. Like my dad started <laughs> laughing because he had spent, he spent time down South stops for like work and stuff. And he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's a, it's different down there, man. And it's I remember being such a young kid being like, what, look, what do you mean? And that was like the first time that I took on that. I was like, dude, it's, we, you draw this, this. I just like understood that like the more South you got, like the slower things got until you got to Miami. Yeah. Speeds up. <laughs> speeds and then, up. And then one time I was in Port Chester, New York, working at a, a golf club. That sounds very suburban, not city. Right? It was north of Port New York Ch City. Port it was Chester. near like Rye, but Port Chester was, you know, it was much more poor than like Rye. I took my car in to get done. I had a Buick LeSabre from college gas mileage wasabre wasabre the ewe buey as my wife called it um what what did she call the it ewe buey. it was fucking the ewe buey. is there a story behind that yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so i take my car in to like get the oil change or whatever and i get it back and i'm like dude this thing ain't driving right and the caddy master's like, dude, they fucking stripped your car out. Like, you got different parts in there now, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes it back. He's like, guys, put the fucking parts back in. <laughs> so that was the second time I got hustled. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever I went to a, I went to a random shop. I was like, "Hey, I need my oil changed," and they're like, "Bring it on in." <laughs> yeah, dude, we'll, we got catalytic converters over here. Fucking hilarious. Dude, that's so funny. Street hustles. What made you like you you so like you went from like the like Mikey's Fine Shines photography into just taking pictures a lot after you came back from like something switched with you where you just like I noticed you were just like. You were just shooting. On go. You Like, your camera was just like, bah, 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 bah. everywhere you were going, like, the camera was taking pictures. Yeah, I just... Like, what happened? When, when did it change? I don't know. I did it for, like, like the first year, like, dude, the same thing, like, that happened. Like, I just made it look good. Like, with Fine Shines, like, my first car was a Bentley, so it looked good. So, I was like, all right, going into this business, I started it to do um, real estate photography. I just looked at it as a hustle. I didn't think of it as like an art form. Like, all right, I'm going to get into photography. I was so like, I'm going to grab a couple bucks. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to make some money. I know some realtors. I can take some decent looking pictures of houses. And like, I went into all these model houses and took pictures of the nice looking houses and built a website from there. So then like I started marketing. Without being hired, you just went into somebody's. Oh, no, no. The model house. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, when they build a new neighborhood yeah. and they were all staged and looked good. And I would just walk in there and I'd be like, they're like, hi, how's it going? And I was like, I have like all this gear on me. <laughs> Like, they're like, can we help you? It's like a Sunday in an open house. I'm like, oh, no, I'm just checking it out. I live down the street. And they're like, okay. And, like, I would just <laughs> I, I sniped the whole house. And I did, like, three of them. And I made a website from there. And I just started cold calling and marketing. And then, like, this is, like, a funny thing, too. That's why I feel like no matter what I get into, I could do really great with it. Because my first customer was Joe Bograd. And if you're, like, in Bucks County, you know who Joe Bograd is. Like, his billboards are everywhere and he sent me into this like big ass house to do a job and i did it and they weren't great so <laughs> yeah it was it was literally my first house and um he had somebody that he was already working with and he kind of just like gave me a shot because he texted me at like noon and was like hey can you go at two o'clock and i'm like yeah and i went and um it was cool like like what you said like a, like somebody who's big in the game and then they give you an opportunity like all right he said they weren't bad he's like but i have a guy that i you know charge this much or take this much of a charge for and he does five houses a week for me i'm like all right cool when he quits or moves to alaska let me know he still hasn't moved <laughs> 
No, still, still killing <laughs> still it. Still there. Damn. But no, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was my main entry with photography, and then I think I started bringing my camera into the restaurant, starting to take pictures of people, food, products, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I could go a little more commercial with this. Like, what else can I do? And there's so many subjects you could shoot in photography. It's crazy. Uh, the most I did over the quarantine, I would say, um, graduation photos. I did the most of. And then I got into doing jewelry photography. I've been working with this jeweler out in Villanova and, like, just doing the product shots for his website. And that is so time-consuming. Jewelry photography is one of the hardest forms of editing, I would say. Like, you asked me earlier, is there anything I don't want to do? Something I don't want to do instead of some weird shit. You probably can't pay me enough to come out and do it. Like, OnlyFans, no thanks. Not shooting. Not, have, not, people, not shooting. have people approached you for that? For uh, I've had a couple, yeah. Damn. <laughs> and, and dude, I literally came with a fucking professional ass rate. She was like, okay, I need like two videos done. I want to shoot, or she was like, I want to shoot like a series of like one minute videos and then like a bunch of photos in like different outfits. And I like hit her with a heavy price. I'm like, all right, it's going to be like three hours probably to do everything. And she's like, oh, that's kind of steep right now. I'm like, well, we got to get your content looking good if you want to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, dude, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, seriously, you, yeah. Want the, you want the girls looking good. Yeah, it's something that I got. A lot of close-ups going on. I had one of my boys girlfriends hit me up and ask to do lingerie photos. And I was, I was like, like, no. Dude. Absolutely not. I gotta, yeah, that's something I could never do. Either. I got a yeah, It's like your homie's I'm girl. I'm like, no, sorry. And then it's like, oh damn, come on. They're thinking say. about it. What are those like, called? <laughs> I'm good. Boudoir. 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 Yeah, Boudoir. We, our neighbor had that done. Boudoir. And she tried Did you to see hide the red it? light from like outside no, your house no, no. in their window. It's so funny. We're all out on the street. It was a fucking nice day out. It was like 70 degrees, so there's like 20 people outside, and our neighbor. Um, one of their uh, sisters, a photographer, but the car was parked there, and one of the neighbors was like, oh, like where's where's this person at? And they're like, oh, she's uh uh, she's just around. And all of a sudden, we see her like coming out of the other house with all of her camera gear, and we're like, huh? But then the person comes out, and she has full makeup on, full but, glam, but full glam, like beautiful glam, but like sweats. And it's like, dude, that just happened. One of the neighbors called her out on it on the spot, Damn. and she turned bright fucking red. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was fucking. <laughs> dude, mean, those shoots are no, no it's joke. A, it's a job, it, also. Like, yeah. there there are photographers who go and they do that shit every day. Yeah. And like, it's not that I don't feel comfortable doing it to me, bro. Like, I, I was just at a party that got like really weird towards the end of the party, and this is like, <laughs> this goes back to the part of the wedding where you're like, all right, everybody's too fucked up. You don't need to take pictures anymore. Yeah. We went so far past that place, and like I got to deliver the album, and she got like a separate album. I'm like, here, this is for everybody else, and this is for you. She's like, thank you so much. But like, that's what you got to do. You got to just be professional about it. I just look into it, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, just come in, do this job, take my money, and just. I guess part of a good photographer is also being anonymous, like anonymous on like what. I mean, you shoot some pretty good looking girls though. For sure. You got to maintain that with regular, yeah, with regularity. So like, there has to be, you have to be doing something right there. If like, um, be a gentleman and be yeah. a professional. That's the always like mentality I have with yeah. like working with like beautiful women like that. You just gotta just behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awkward silence. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All three of us were sitting there like, huh. no, no, it's to be it's a photographer. Your, it's, it's your rep. It's your reputation. Yeah. It takes years to build your reputation, and it Probably takes in that 13 business, seconds to ruin it. That's how long for you? Uh, I knew you were going to say that. 
That was such a setup, dude. On my own part, I like laid you up the alley. Dude, I just dunked it through your face. No. Uh, so, what made you like? How did you get into doing the nightclub shoots? Uh, I went to this party on a Sunday. How did I end up at this party? I didn't know anybody in the city at this point. This was like three years ago. And who did I just meet? I don't, oh, it was this artist that I met who was like a like beginning artist guy that I found through Instagram. And I saw that he was recording in a studio. Mm. And I really wanted to go get pictures of that. Like, you know, when you're starting, you do a lot of free shit. I did a lot of free houses, a lot of free chicks, a lot of few free artists, sports, a lot of stuff. Because same with jewelry, too. Like, yeah. you got to have that portfolio to present to somebody when you want to go after that genre. Um so you gave it up a decent amount, and so like you would go to the nightclubs and then take pictures the same way you took pictures of like that model house. I just went. No, I went to yeah. I went to this party. This artist was like, "Yo, there's this party on a Sunday. It's a tradesman's. Like you should come through." And I think I only knew the door guy there from like some weird other like like he worked at like a Foot Locker or something. And I like knew this guy, and I was like, "Oh, you work here?" He's like, "Yeah, I like do that during the day, and then like I'm a bouncer at night." I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, but I'm working this day party. I'm here for, like, Vesper or whoever. Like, they have people here. I was like, oh, Vesper's, like, pretty lit. They're one of the cool clubs in the city. I was like, I want to do all their social media content because I looked at it, and, like, it looked like there had been photographers there, but, like, not enough. Because I feel like a nightclub is something that should definitely be properly marketed right. uh, as far as, like, to try and, like, draw people in. You have to you have to showcase the energy that yes, happens at exactly. nighttime. exactly. It's a very unique. Because people can't do. see in there. It's a very unique representation, like, Food photography is like, oh, it's a juicy burger. Like, I'm going to go try that thing. Like, a nightclub, you kind of got to, like, shoot it the right way. So I just asked to, like, meet this one dude who worked at Vesper and kind of just, like, introduced himself, myself to him, gave him a business card, like, exchanged Instagrams. And he was like, yeah, like, come in, check it out. And, like, I actually got paid for the first one. I didn't have any experience with it. But I guess he asked me if I ever did, like, events and stuff. No, I did. I did. Um, uh, my boy Mike Cartel was DJing at Bungalow. Like, this was, like, the first summer I was, like, into photography. And he was one of the guys who was, like, yeah, come. So I got to get, like, good sample, like, DJ pictures. And, like, it was a beach club outside during the day. So it was, like, a different energy than a nightclub. But I told him I did event photography. And I did, like, four shoots a weekend for him for, like, two summers in a row. It was awesome. Do, like, the day parties and the night parties. And then the next day go to the pool and then hang for, like, the night party, too. It was uh, very key to networking and establishing myself in the city for sure because i didn't know anybody in the city yeah so you basically just rolled up and said and just started making conversation and introduce I, yourself I nobody like really thought to go into a club and be like their photographer to do it like all the time to su supply their social media because i don't know once i got into doing it it was cool because you meet everybody you should meet in the city it's everybody who's out having a good time they're all probably networking spending money just like living their lives it's like people you want to be around successful people so I feel like I got to meet a lot of important people in the city through the nightlife scene where, like, you just exchange contacts and then you become friends because you're almost partying with them so often. Mm. That's what I feel like people are like, oh, when are you going to party with us? Like, take a shot. Like, say this blunt. I was like, no, dude, I'm, like, here to work. Like, it doesn't, it, it right. doesn't look break, good. You can't break that. You can't have a camera in your hand and a drink in the other hand. <laughs> yeah. That's not, <laughs> oh, I good. can. My picture just might be a little sideways. <laughs> But I, uh, no, as far as, like, working in nightclubs, like, never partake in activities going on in the club. I feel like um, I'm kind of like a silent sniper. Make my way through, and, like, there's people that I do know that I do acknowledge, and, like, they'll want me to take their picture. But a lot of times people in the nightclub might not want you to be taken. What's picture. the rule on that? You take photos in a nightclub, and 
do you have to get everyone to sign off, or they sign off when they go through like the door? I sign off when I they go through the door. It's when you walk into their place, but people have handled it really poorly. Like, <clears throat> I'll I'll try and like sense out a vibe. Like I'll walk up to a table and have my camera in my hand, and I'm by myself. It's obviously I'm the photographer, right. and I'll like head nod somebody, or I'll just like hold my camera and point to it. And, like, I either get to, like, get in, get in, get in. And, like, everybody wants their picture taken because they're all lit and they're having a great time. And then I'll be, like, no fucking pictures. And I'm, like, all right. Like, I'll never forget. That guy shouldn't be there. No, dude, yeah. He's, like, he shouldn't be there. I'll never get this one night I'm at Noto. And, like, all these chicks, I see the one that I knew. And it was, like, such a great shot, dude. It was, like, the best table in the club. Sick background. Like, six beautiful chicks in a line. Like, table filled with bottles. And I'm, like, they're all scooching in. I'm going to get the shot. And then, like, the guy who's paying for the table, like, leans in. He's, like, no. Get the fuck out of here. And he, he just, like, gave him like that. And security grabbed me. And they're, like, no. I was, like, okay. Yeah. Missed a shot. I mean, they're in there spending thousands of dollars. And that's why I feel with bottle service. When you pay for bottle service in a club, you're not spending $300 on a bottle of Grey Goose. You're paying to sit in that club with your own utilities. You have your own full bar with all your juice and all your fruit and your cups to fuel your guests. And you're not going up to a bar. You're not fighting through a dance floor. You, I basically feel like you own real estate in the club. You mm. have a seat in the club. Who else has a seat in the club? You don't have a seat in general admission. Mm. You're getting bumped into and somebody's spilling shit on you. Where did you get that, uh, that photo of Pop Smoke? I saw that you had like... Couple photos of celebrities on there. Like that was at Noto. Um, I was definitely Vesper's photographer for a while, but then um, Noto had like a really cool um, after concert party venue. That any hip hop artist that came into town and performed, they would always get them to come to the club for an after party appearance. And sometimes they would perform. Sometimes you, they would. You think they paid them? And like, oh, that's shit. how they got them. Yeah, yes. yeah that's how that's that how, works. That's how they get there. Yeah, they pay them because guess what? Like the first one I went to was Twenty One Savage. He did not even get on the microphone. He didn't perform nothing. But I was so hyped to be there because that was like my first rapper picture. It was Twenty One Savage. He was there. Yeah, and he's a savage. But uh, that was like my, my my first taste of people like seeing the work and be like, oh shit, like where was that? I'd be like, oh, like I shot at this nightclub. But that was like one where you had to like, I had to grease my way in the door. I was like, yo, bro, like I saw you got this party going on. Like, you think I could come through and get some pictures? I was like brand new into it. Mm. You kind of have to do that. Dude, I respect your level of like ingenuity when it comes to like, like problem solving people. Like when you like yeah, a lot of like what finesser. yeah like a lot of like what your like your obstacles that you've like explained it just seems like you you're like all right I need to get to this spot let me identify who can put me there and like smile and shake their hand yeah and be know, like hey like what well, what's up I'm like like I like, gotta I gotta challenge this weekend for sure yeah I'm going to Atlanta right. It's, it's hot Atlanta. Yeah. All-Star Weekend? Oh, All-Star Weekend. I got some shit lined up. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Yo, dude, there's some thoughts in that city. I Yeah, I know. Watch out. Um, <laughs> I got some stuff lined up for the weekend, but it's my first time going to Atlanta. And it's like, it's not like Miami where, like, I know I can go. I know I can get into, like, Philly. Like, you know people at the door. You're just going to, like, breeze right Fire by. Way in. Like, all these things at, like, Noto and, like, all the clubs. Like, dude, it's so cool to go in there and, like, you see a line of people waiting to get into this venue. And you're just like, yo, what's good? And I, like, pull the gate over for you and you're just in there. And people look at you. I'm like, what the fuck? What does that guy do? Yeah. I'm What's like, with the camera I'm back? Like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm not here to party. I'm here to just yeah. take pictures. It's Atlanta. 
Yeah, so go into Atlanta, and it's just gonna be cool, like you said. Like there's certain, like I'm gonna be booked, but then I'm also gonna be trying to hustle too. And it's like, all right, am I gonna be able to get into these clubs or not? What's All Star Weekend for me and maybe the audience? Uh, NBA All Star Weekend. Oh, NBA. NBA. Sorry, uh, yeah, we. Oh yeah. Out. Sorry, I, I don't uh, know. To me, if it's just All Star Weekend, it's I'm All Star like, Weekend. It it's like <laughs> all the NBA's they come in, and all the girls from like the NBA world also come into the city so like you could probably just like grab a box like a thing of popcorn and go to the airport and just sit there and, and like just watch because like it's, it's like one of those like star-studded weekends like yeah. not the level of super bowl because of like fan base like people love football right. in this country like the super bowl is like a holiday it looks like mm -hmm. yeah uh the nba all-star weekend is like level of hype for me to go and work and network and get that exposure in front of that kind of clientele great yeah, it's like absolutely. but it's like the super bowl you is so take that big one photo um yeah for sure it's like a small super bowl that like it's not like it's not bad that it's small it's going to be easier to like get further with it my uh yes exactly as far as like getting into the right spot my yeah. brother-in-law went to school at la salle with um the guy that shoots uh, Ben Simmons full time. That oh, Ace Subers. Ace Subers. He went to school dirty. with him. Yeah, he's good. He, he's really good. He's, he's funny because like every. In. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's a steady steady job doing something really really cool. But he travels with him twenty four seven mm -hmm. everywhere they go. Oh, and then fuck. and then he also has I think he also has a contract with the Sixers when they're playing yeah. during the season. He uh, he's a photographer. He's a photographer for the Sixers, but then off like outside of that, he's for Ben Simmons. Like, yeah, the whole I just time. started following him. He's. Yeah. He, Take some good. really good photos. That's crazy. Yeah, you're you're locked in on that though. I Would like you ever do something like that? Like get contracted to one right. thing? He's got a ceiling. I don't have a ceiling. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's probably a really really good job. But you also have like a cap. Like all right, you work for us for 365 days. You make this much money. I'm like, eh. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's probably like a quarter. flat rate. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's there's probably not a whole lot of incentive. But I did notice he has a lot a lot better sneakers now. So yeah, you can pay pretty. They post them up on League Fits yeah. and stuff. There's yeah. that's like some Instagram page that posts all the. Dude, what's next for Mikey Naps? Um, you got the website going. The website's good. The print store was great. I was like really, um, shocked when I saw how much I did in sales after I launched the campaign for the print store. It was very very cool. Um, explain to like what like what people are listening like what the print store. The print is. store is like a culmination of. Uh, three years worth of photo taking and taking like my best pictures and finally organizing them into each city and like category dude it took me so long and then i like counted how many photos i went through and it was like ninety thousand pictures to go through oh, wow. like yeah. edited and done photos like from like i said like going to different countries and stuff like that and just picking the ones that when i was organizing them i called it look worthy that like somebody like actually wants to look at um, so I broke that down, put it in different categories and made it accessible for people to buy, whether they want a canvas or a frame or a metal print in any photo on the website in any style or dimension. Mm. Wow. Do you, like, if we get one for the office here, like, would you sign it for us? Yeah. Tom just bought a picture and he made me come back and sign it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, I wonder what picture you have in mind that would look really good in here. There's a, there's, a, there's a couple I have an eye on. What's, what's your website? Yeah, um, what's your site? So it's, uh, it's ran by this company called Dark Room Tech. It sounds like so scary. It's definitely. <clears throat> it's, uh, I think it's darkroom.mikeynaps.tech. Are dark rooms a thing of the past, or do people still use them? Um, I 
don't think anybody develops film right now except for like real hobby photographers or if you own a print store that does it like i like shooting film like i'll do like disposable rolls sometimes and i bring them to the guy and he has to do it in like a certain place in the store to do it it's probably two p's in naps oh the the spell you always watch movies where the photographer like takes a picture of a girl or a woman takes a picture and then they go back to his place and he like he gets it developed, like, and, you know, they wait for it to get developed and stuff. It's probably like listening to Are you talking about a porno? No, <laughs> film. No, film. Film, film, uh, film. Uh, you know, movie. Film, 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 is, film is cooler than digital. I, if I'm going out, like you said, like, I bring my camera everywhere. If I'm actually going out to, like, see people and hang out and not work, I will have a disposable camera in my pocket. But you can get high-quality photos out of that disposable oh, camera so if sick. you know how to. Yeah. You just it's have true. to know how to, uh. Who who are those top those pictures on your Instagram for those blue ones? Are those for um, Romina and? Yes. No. 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 Actually, that's that's her neighbor. Actually, that that is who that job came the, from. For the funny thing about those girls, um, they hit me up four years ago, trying to sell me staging services, and I was like, "What?" Like they just did not look like they had anything together. And then like I saw like fast forward like I saw that you took pictures of her like modeling. And then I was like, that girl looks really familiar from somewhere. And then, like, I clicked through, and then, like, I was like, ah, whatever. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I saw that you had taken a picture of something they had done in terms of staging. And I'm like, oh, man, small world. And, like, all from Philly. I know. It's like, when would you go to Cuba? Uh, I went to Cuba in November of 2019. Is that after they opened? It was right, it was right after. Back, I yeah. heard it's beautiful there. Dude, it was the sickest trip of my lifetime. That it's, it's was beautiful. Um, it's, they do say it's like going back in time a little bit. It was literally like getting in a plane and going back to the 50s because not only is the architecture and all the cars there like super old and outdated, but also they all look so new. Like you're driving in a car that's like a 58 Chevy Impala or whatever it is, and it's the brand paint new. job is so fresh and clean on it. Like they just keep restoring things. They right. just they don't import anything. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, to they like, couldn't import anything for a yeah, while, right? Yeah. Like so, but everything they, was so cheap. Whatever there. they had. Do you I, have the picture of this like cigar rolling on here? Uh, at all? Maybe in the highlights. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I have it on the website. No, not for no. sale. Oh, maybe somebody would want to buy that. I should reconsider. Yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah. You had a couple. I remember you That'd had a couple good cool. pictures of like the guys rolling the cigars. Yeah, that was cool. We went that to like cool. a, that was cool to see. It was a farm, like this huge property where they made cigars, sugarcane, and coffee, mm. and like rode horses from each farm. And I'm like on a horse, and like there's nothing but mountains and beautiful skies and green grass for like miles. And like you do appreciate the beauty and nostalgia of it, but then at one point I'm like, I'm so fucking far from my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far from the U.S. It felt like. But you, that's a not many people experience that. No, that, and that's I, what I said about like ex- more expensive photos. Like, not everybody's gonna. Go I've to only Cuba. been out of the country. Country, like Europe, I went once, and then I went to Dominican Republic a couple times. Mm. But that's it. Like, I'm not a traveler. But I think if I went to like Cuba. Where things are a little more, you know, grayish on the on the rules or whatever, um, I think that's a feeling that people get addicted to. Like yeah. it's like, you're what do you mean grayish on the rules? Well, like, <laughs> it's not like the Wild West down well, there. Like, well, like, uh, you, you get, wow, how'd you, you get, get there? You get in trouble or or make like you do something in another country. Like usually there's a pretty solid, you know, you know, U.S. embassy or whatever to figure it out. <laughs> but like, 
Yeah, oh, I know. I, somebody told me they're like, "Don't smoke weed in Cuba," and I was like, "Why?" And they're like, "You get locked up like big time for that." And then I remember like seeing this one guy. Like I like was we're just like walking around, and this one guy comes up to me, and he's got a weed leaf tattooed <laughs> on his arm, and like real intense. He looks at me, he's like Mota, and like tapped on his arm, and I was like, "No, no, <laughs> no I'm good, I'm good, thanks." And yeah, nobody there was like smoking weed. Like maybe in like different countries or even around like the U.S., you like smell weed being smoked like a majority of the places you go now sure. i feel like you go and do that down there like that's like having like a oh i know in, on you. in philadelphia now it's like it's everywhere it, it, it's you decriminalized can't. it's decriminalized well you i mean for the last couple of years like i mean i haven't lived in the city for four years or so and i remember at a certain point maybe six years ago you would go out and like you couldn't go out and not, not smell weed. weed yeah and i'm like it's the times are changing. Yeah. You definitely get a sense of adventure, though, like when you go out to another country or yeah. whatever. But your experience—it's like experience. You, it's new. Sh- it's new stuff. Where where do you want? You said like when it opens back up, you want to go maybe back to Italy. But then, do you have like a list of places you want to go? Safari. You're going to safari. Like, safari. A legit, like a safari. I need, like a I, fake safari when it's a fence of like ten thousand. I like made acres. it look like I went to a safari because I went to the zoo and I used like a 400 millimeter lens. So it's just a zebra. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you don't know where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I could like lie. Be like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is from the Sahara. The safaris in Africa are super sad. Why? They are because most of you them. Have to, you have to pay to go to like you have to pay big bucks to go on a safari. If you like go they to like drive a, you around. if you go to a controlled safari, it's it's, it's really like just Disney like the World, older animals and stuff like that. Yeah. with live animals. So like my buddy yeah. went and did a hunt in Africa and most of Africa is owned. Okay. There's not a whole lot of public lands and the public lands you can't hunt on. So when you hunt, you're hunting inside of 10,000 acres, which seems big. But then you think of all the animals within there, and they all have to figure out. Don't go to that place. They're, they're <laughs> condensed into 10,000 acres, and right. for them, they can't get out of the fence. So it's oh, like. they're trapped. They're trapped. Oh, it's not like free range where you're saying. No, like, most of Africa is not free range. Most of Africa is fenced, and it's a whole. And, it, like, once I found that out, you know, because I used There's to, more wild zebras in Texas than there are in Africa. It didn't seem like hunting there was a thing of like population control of the animals it was definitely a business yeah because i always thought like people Poachers. always go there and try to they try to make it more they try to justify it by saying like you know you got to kill the older giraffes before it beats up the younger giraffes it's like well what happened before there were hunters like the older giraffe would beat up until like he died because the other younger giraffes yeah, killed him different but, lo- different but to find us. out that they're captive and that you're just basically hunting like you are in america to me, it kind of took like some of that nostalgia, like that excitement out of it. I want to shoot them with my camera, not anything else. I know, but <laughs> like it. you could probably. Yeah, I was like, where are you going with the? How did we get no, from no, photography to no, like? No. But, like if you went on like a safari in Africa, but like did it where you somehow saying embedded. my expectations might be like a little disappointed. That's what I'm saying. No, I, and if I'm saying like public, just just make sure you find the wild guys and just go out in the wild. In the wild, like the uncontrolled, unfenced part of Africa. Which you can probably do because you're shooting with a camera and not a gun. Yeah. Yeah, but most of Africa's Even fence. though sometimes I feel like I, like, 
drive around and take pictures and like i hope that people never think it's a gun and i'm like taking pictures because you might like freak <laughs> people out at night like i'm like sitting out my window a flash like, of light yeah yeah and they're like what is this guy doing i wish that i or had a FBI. sign well yeah because there's so many times where i post up in like really weird spots like and just take pictures where i wish someone like from afar is probably looking at me and they're like who's this car like what's this guy yeah, doing you're also here? in a black car with black windows yeah. with like yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, what's what's this person doing? And I just want to have a <laughs> sign and just be like, I'm just taking pictures. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Not the FBI. Because every time the cops have come up to me, when even I'm in, like, a lot that I shouldn't be in or, like, where I drove around the thing to get to, like, the top floor of a parking garage, like, the cops will come up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking pictures, and they just don't give a shit. I've never had a problem with cops and, like, trespassing like they're that. They're like, yeah, well, all right. Yeah, all right. I have a hilarious a lot of paper, video. Whatever you Instagrammers. Yeah, we no, we had like a ninety-year-old security guard like roll up on us one time, and he was like, "What's going on up here?" And I was like, "We're taking pictures." And he's like, "Well, you're not allowed on the top floor, but I'll let you slide." <laughs> <laughs> What's like that the, dude that climbs to like in Philadelphia? He climbs to the top of the buildings and like hangs off the antennas and shit. That's not Philadelphia. I no, there's a guy. There's, 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 there's a dude in Philly, Philly that does it. Yeah. I there's did that one time in Philly. You've done that? Yeah. That's crazy, dude. You know the uh, the hotel that you when you're down in um, what's the fucking the piers? Where's that a shit? Pens Landing. Pens Landing. Yeah. There's a hotel there. At the I don't know what it's called, but my friend and I the went Hyatt Suites or something. The Hyatt it might Suites have been that there. one. But we went all the way up, and then I hung off of one of the letters. I have like photos of it. Because we were taking photos for a boot company in New York, and that actually got us shot. the job. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that got what us you the have job. To do. <laughs> Literally, when yeah. I post pictures like that, I get shit on by so many people, and those are the people who truly care about me. Because they're like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you doing up there?" Like, dude, yeah. my sister. Like, I've gotten screaming phone calls from her, being like, "Are you out of your mind?" This standing guy. on there. T- type this in H Y T H A. Ah, Haitha. Yeah. He's good, dude. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of Photoshop involved. In yeah, that's too. what I'm saying. Know, but, but he does hang. Like he does. He, he does. He's he got some hang to. time. He definitely used to like go. I hang I used to follow him before I, I was a photographer. H y t h a dot c g. Yeah, it's him. Okay. Yeah, right there. I, I followed him before I was a photographer, and I used to think his pictures were sick. And then I turned into a photographer, and I'm like, they're all Photoshop. They're like yeah. cool images. I'm like, I'm not like, not yeah. a fan anymore. Photoshop's they're totally pretty fucking different. cool though. They I don't are. know. They it's are, cool, but it's like it's not. That's like Photoshop is in and of itself its own medium. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, so yeah. like a lot of his but pictures. But it should be though because he even considers himself a digital artist. And I Yeah, that's that, digital like, that, art. That's fine. That's yeah. that's talent. But like a lot of, of these pictures. pictures are pretty fucking cool. Oh, but they're, they're, they're a lot, of, a lot awesome. of the pictures you're looking at are like two or more pictures at different times of the day. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Dude, they, that's they crazy. Like that. It's not photography. It's like that subway picture is insane. Digital art. So he... He like puts two images and like cartoons it out. Is that what we're saying? So like would, he'll he'll change any... the colors on one picture. Look how cool that snow bring... one was like the street yeah. light. Yeah, it's definitely it's fireworks. So it's a real picture. No, some of some of them don't and... look like dual images, but like that subway one for example is like where he took one shot and then he took another shot and he like put that part there and put that part there and then just like blended everything together. So like, make like, like you like yeah. you, can, you ever look at like um, astrophotography like where you look at stars. Like people, and you can like see galaxies in the sky. Like yeah. those are like multiple layers of sky pictures, like stacked on. That's why it looks like so multiplied. Mm. But so those like, pictures are crazy. So it's just when you say photoshopped, is it like fake images? Like 
it's you took like, an image and put it into another image? It's like customizing it. Yeah. It's like you could do whatever you want with Photoshop. Like, right. literally anything. That dude's good at that. Like, I, like I, I respect it. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's really fucking hard. It's like, not, it's so not, time like, consuming. it's not respected, but in a way, he, like, this, this individual probably already mastered or got to a certain level in photography that he was happy with. That he was like, you know what, I'm going to take, like, my photography to the next level and I'm going to start editing my pictures and, like, my visions so that they look Creating like I want stuff. them to. Yeah. Like, there's and that's, like, a whole other like, thing. Standing on top of the, the thing. But, like, that's got to be scary as fuck. Yeah, but that might not be real. Uh, I, get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, it's real. Look at him. He's up there now. Let me see. Yeah, it's, that's trippy. But that shit is what gets people to look at you and be like, he fucking. That's loves why. But you could also that. you could also Photoshop that too. I'm not being a hater. I'm just no, saying. No, no. Like, but he'll he'll definitely do stories like we. He used to go do a lot of that stuff, and like on his stories, he used to get like in trouble with like the security guards because he'd be up there. Yeah, um, you got to trespass. Yeah. There's there's a thing at Ben. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Like you got to trespass because guess what? You're like that's where you get like your value and your work like i'm willing to go to this point where i might get in trouble or if i slip i'm gonna die you're gonna get a a shot that nobody else has yeah i'm gonna have that picture that nobody has yeah that's where like your value comes from but you gotta trespass (laughs) what's the worst (laughs) gonna happen andrew's gonna come bail you out of jail i had um i'll get you i've had two experiences with doing that with being where i shouldn't be and they were and i got caught both for the same reason and it was really really interesting i was at ben franklin bridge and i walked on the path like you can walk on ben franklin bridge right and the blue steel is like at your knee level so you could you jump could, on that you could jump on that well guess what if you get to the side near the road there's infrared sensors and the cops come and i've had that little like what kind of cars i want to say like a mini cooper that like fits yeah. through the <laughs> yeah. sidewalk it's so small <laughs> yeah and like it's a high-pitched siren and you're like oh god i'm getting pulled over like by peewee herman right now <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, were you up on that ledge? Take Because by the time he got there, he rolled up, and he saw me with my camera, and he's like, were you up on that ledge? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're not allowed up there. And I was like, okay. He didn't do anything. Like, he wasn't enforcing any, like, punishment or whatever. I was right. going to get a ticket. But I was like, yo, how would you know I was up there? Like, I'm cool with cops. Like, I'll just tell them the truth. Like, I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm trying to take a picture. And I was like, how would you know I was up there? He's like, there's sensors there for, like, suicide where, like, we get, like, called to oh, it, like, shit. right away. That's yeah. actually, I was, I was very hesitant to like what the fuck they put sensors there but now that you say for that yeah it's like, oh, well not even right, just well, that dude good. it's it's also a huge <laughs> it's a huge liability too he's gonna like, audit, john's gonna audit these tax dollars yeah suicide bar all right it's fine it makes sense but uh yeah and then at hard rock too i somehow Ooh, yeah. I some, no hard rock in atlantic city oh. yeah the hard rock somehow drove up to the top floor that's always my move top floor of a parking garage you're gonna get the best view of any city, pretty much. Gilmar so, knows he's not his head. Yeah, I used to do it all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to. That's where you get the best vantage point, and yeah. nothing's in your way. Also, um, and I go to like lean on the edge, and there was like a parking garage, like ground level. So it was like all these cars. It was so high, dude. It had to be like twenty stories up, and I was sitting on the ledge of the building, and my feet were just dangling. And then next thing you know, like all these cops rolled up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And they're like, "They thought you were jumping too." They thought I was gonna jump, and I was like, oh, "I'm just <laughs> taking move. a picture." And like by the time like they all rolled up, like I I like I heard the siren. I heard sirens, and I was like, oh, "But it wasn't." You know how you could tell like a cop car? Oh, that's for me. Right, right. You know, yeah, the yeah. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. Like, that's no. for us. I'm like, this, no. I was like, no, no. no, no you know, because the timing was exactly. It's perfect. like, it's like you just like you just no. like you feel it, and you're like, there's a quiet, and then there's like a, 
and you're like, oh. No, I mean the pattern of the siren. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an ambulance. It wasn't a cop car. It was, like, a Ford Explorer with, like, a yellow light on top that didn't have, like, a good-ass siren. And you could just, dude, I recognized the tone. I was like, that's a security car siren, <laughs> not a cop. Not going to take it seriously. Yeah. No, I still dipped, though. I was nervous because I was, like, on the edge. And then there was a gate that was open, and I was, like, on the helipad. Like, where a helicopter. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there, there was a, a helipad up there, I guess, for, like, the high rollers that come in. You are just was, rolling around, like, Grand Theft Auto, just hopping fences and stuff. <laughs> no, like, I didn't hop. No. gate was open. It was open, literally. And that's always my excuse. I'm like, dude, the door was open. Like, well, you're not up here. There's no trespassing sign. I'm like, yeah, but it was open, so, like, I didn't see it when I walked by. And like, just get the fuck out of here. I'm like, all right, sorry. Oops. Yeah, my bad. Check, check, just check this pick out. Yo, yo. I'm gonna sell this shit. Get a Nike commercial. Yeah, it's the same thing. You take the pictures of the shoes. Yeah, it's dope. Dude, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super, I'm super proud of like all the shit you've done so Thank far. You. It's cool. It's a journey that I like never thought that I would have gotten this far with. It's really, really fun. What do you think? What do you think's next? Like. <sighs> I really want concerts to come back, and I'm trying to go on the road with an artist and be on a world tour or a nationwide tour. Like what kind of artist? Hip hop. I love rap. You, no hesitation there. No hip hop right away. I love the culture. You guys listen to a lot of hip hop growing up. Yeah, we did. Dude, yeah, that was uh, that was like that's what I said. Like when they talk about like racism and everything yeah. like that, like racism, like it existed when we were kids, but not like racism the way it exists today. Did not exist even like a year and a half ago. Dude, did you like ever we rewatch Malibu's Most Wanted? Yeah. If you <laughs> yeah. watch that movie now, you're like, you can't say that on TV. Like a lot of those yeah, old we shows. grew we grew up listening to rap music like idolizing DMX and like these these dudes were riding quads down streets and like we're like, dude, like we just wanted to do that. They made it and look the so fact cool. that like now. Like this past year, like I had to go on social media and like watch people tear other people down for like like all the shit that like we idolized as kids that like you know there's this racism that persists i'm like i don't know what you're talking about because like we were all about all that stuff mm -hmm. and everybody i knew was about that we were in suburban america like i like i don't it's know what you're talking about hip-hop played a huge role we all grew, my style at a young age. and we all grew up on that we all grew up on uncensored like stuff but yet here we are yeah so like, so how, the meme lately, like Dr. Seuss books just got pulled and I saw a meme and it was like, how are we so sensitive when like we used to watch South Park? And that was like the <laughs> yes, best show yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. what so happened. Mean. Dude, it I was saw, the mean. Show ever. I saw one that <laughs> was like, mean, yeah. it was like 19, 1995, kids in 1995, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And then it was like. Adults in 2020, words are literal violence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, but those are the same like, people. Cause like we were kids and like we were kids in the nineties and that same meme. That's what I'm saying. Like, How did our generation produce this whole generation of this cancel culture? It's like, probably yeah. just it's up. probably just a few, a few no, individuals. It's the old old. Remember the people who make the rules are a lot older than us. Dude, it's a so, few. So it's a few people with like the biggest microphone. They got picked on and now they're no. That's what it is. It's like it. if 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 you took if you took the ninety percent of America. Like I don't think I, I don't really. I mean, I interact with a fair amount of people, and I don't really know that many people that I actually feel. No, but you have the most amazing situations happen to you every single time you go out in public. I do. I and have I don't this. Understand. I have do you good random that? interaction. That, like, he, store is it always been counters? that way? No, I just, just like, one in the store today, dude. Yeah, shit, you not, dude. Where's my phone? I have a picture of it. My phone. 
So I got the wrong chords for Gilmar for like these can't whatever we needed these chords. So I I go to Best Buy get the wrong chords the other day. So I got to go back. I return the chords today, and they're like, "All right, cool. Like, go get your chords." Going blah blah blah, walking around the store. I see the cell phone cases, and I got this thing with Best Buy where I gotta check and see if there's any new cell phone cases. Right. Don't know why. It's your, it's your guilty pleasure. See, and I never buy one, but I just like maybe I might. To. Maybe I might. So I walk through the cell phone Magpul. case thing. Get a nice Magpul one. Yeah, dude, you put me on Magpuls. Like Magpul cases. Magpul cell phone cases. Those were they. Dope. They hold up. Yeah. So I'm trying to look for them. They don't have Magpuls, so obviously I'm dissatisfied. And I noticed this this like poodle with like a very worn out therapy dog vest like laying on the dog live dog here live black poodle not african-american it was the color black okay and there was like this dude leashed up to the dog was talking to like this lady trying to talk deliberating over cell phones and this guy looked like a like russian or polish like worn hiking farmer type dude drives a real fancy lexus saw him in the parking lot but he looked like he like herded like he should have a sheep dog, not a like a poodle. <laughs> so I'm like, that therapy dog. Like I'm like, your vest's really worn out. You seem like you've seen some. Maybe your therapy dog. The I dog's vest was worn out. Yeah, like he's super seen some shit dog. This, this, this dog's dirty. So I'm like walking around, look at the next aisle. I had since passed the dog. Come back around to the dog. Oh, no. The dog lunges at me. Oh. Fucking <laughs> lunges at me. Mouth open. And I've got like, I'm on the end of the aisle. So I've got like the aisle back to me. So like, I I lit this like, bitch scream out. <laughs> like, oh like I was just like, I don't remember what it sounded like, but it wasn't like a screech, but it was, it was not tough. <laughs> it was not tough, right? And my back was to the thing, so I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. Like a little, like a little, whatever. Dude, and like Beyonce selling this dude a fian like a phone. Like the guy turned to me and was like, oh, well, sorry for my therapy dog out of control nature kind of look towards on his face. On a leash? Oh, on a leash. Okay. But like, like it was like, oh, sorry. And I wanted to be like. Uh, what the fuck is going on here? Why but are you her, saying sorry? I'm being such a little bitch. But, right but now. I, yeah, I didn't. I, I was just like, uh, all right. But like the look on her face was that I was such a pussy yeah, that yeah. I just ran. I just, I literally, I didn't stop. Like normally I'd be like, what in the fuck are you doing with this dog in Best Buy? Why should I feel unsafe around your goddamn ther? What's therapeutic about this shit? I'm now scared. Yeah, of a little dog. But like her look on her face was like, it was, dude, like, she was definitely, like, a mixture of, like, um, what's that one tennis player? The black tennis player? Serena Williams. So she had, like, that, like, the hair, like, Serena Williams has. But she was a little bit taller than me. Good-looking black lady looked me, and, like, our eyes locked eyes, and I was like. She didn't uh, like the noise you made? I was like, I'm, no. a, com I'm a complete bitch. I'm going to, I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out. <laughs> I'm going to check out. And I, like, and this is how bad it was. Like, I'm the type of person that, like, keep bringing it up. Like, I didn't bring it, like, the whole, like, all the cash register, everybody saw the shit. <laughs> I didn't bring, I, like, I checked out. I'm like, yeah, I'm exchanging these Walked things. out with your tail between your Dude, legs. Dude, I'm yeah. like, I'm exchanging these things. I should punch that dog in the fucking face. Did you see, I didn't say a single Dude, thing. Dude, service dogs are everywhere. I just got, like, screamed at by some lady. Mm -hmm. uh, I did this thing, and I were like, I bark, and it sounds, like, really legitimate. Yeah, like, it does. People think it's a dog. <laughs> Wait, do it. I want to hear yeah. it. All right, just give me a second. <laughs> 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 
Fucking DMX. I do it to fuck with people. And it's so, dude, I'm 28 years old, okay? My sisters call me out to this day because I'll still bark. Like, we got, like, my little nieces and shit, and I bark at them. And they're like, remember when, like, the little kids outside used to play basketball and Mike would bark and scare the shit out of them? And I was, like, 12. So this is, like, 16 years later. I'm still barking. So DMX. <laughs> like, like we said, like, hip-hop taking a big act on us. Like, I still DMX, bark. yeah, dude. Shout out DMX, yeah. So, Mikey, Mikey wouldn't be barking if it wasn't for DMX. <laughs> yeah. Literally. That's where it came from, I think. Now that yeah, I think about dude. it. So I'm in the mall. I don't know why. I'm so far away from this woman, and she's behind me. And I look back, like, for some reason, and she's got a dog, right? And I just keep walking, and I don't say anything. And I'm like, <laughs> and then, like, you, it's, like, silent, and she's on the phone, and she's like, Oh my god, this fucking asshole just barked and Lulu pooped everywhere. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Because uh, Mark Mark brings his dogs into the restaurant and I bark at them and he gets pissed because it scares them. I'm like, what do you want me to do, dude? I just, my bark's good. Yeah. This dog it, it poop or piss, whatever it was, it, it went to the bathroom in the mall. And she was really, really fucking upset. And whoever that was, I'm so sorry that I embarrassed you like that and made your dog look like a bad dog. And you had to clean up poop in the mall in front of everybody outside of the fucking Spencer's. Damn, not outside the Spencer's. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> what time of day was it? Uh, it was like 11.56. On a uh, Saturday? Um, no, like meh. I think it was a Sunday, actually. So it was like general population was out. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Days, like, Oxy there Valley was, Mall? Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, right oh, before church, too. Oh, dude. Oh, sure. You go to do stuff on like a Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon, like go to the mall. You're like, is this open? Like, why is nobody here? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I work at 4 p.m. tonight, and everybody else is at an office right now. Oh, this was pre- Holy shit. Pre- Pre-COVID, though, when malls were lit. Now you, now, you, now you have to wait outside of the gap to go in. There's like, oh, sorry, six people only. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to go online. I can't try these on. <laughs> I'm just going to go online. Uh, re- retail's dying, it feels like. It's sad. The mall doesn't have the same vibe anymore, even during Christmas this year. Yeah, I agree. I was walking through Macy's, and I was like, damn, this is fucking sad. Nobody's here smelling cologne. Yeah. What's going on? What the fuck? These bottles are full. <laughs> they were about to just give me one. The, tes- the tester it. came up to me. And I'm looking, and she's like, oh, everybody's loving this one. I'm like, it's full. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hell out of me. Yeah, she's like, oh, I just, you know, you're really handsome. I thought you'd like this. I'm like, I'm not buying it. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I don't know, dude. I can't wait for this lockdown to be over. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most is concerts. no more restrictions. I want concerts, dude. I want big fucking nightclubs. I want 300-person weddings. I want big jobs to, like, come back into society and be normal and people feel comfortable to go out. Like, it's just crazy right now, especially if you're planning a wedding. If you're, for, if you're planning a wedding and you have one coming up right now, I feel really sorry for you because the restrictions change. Like, how about in December, like, middle of the year, like, after we're like, all right, we're already in on this pandemic for how many months now? Like, eight months? And you're making progress, and they're like, nope, sorry, you can't eat indoors anymore. Like, yo, what the fuck? When is this shit going to end? Just really don't know still. Yeah, my brother's getting married in Guatemala because of that. So He's just going there because he can? Yeah. yeah. And like, so, all right, no restrictions. Come on down. Yeah, so we're going out there. Yeah. Whoa. What? Sounds nice, right? We got some airline points. 
Yeah, but where can you Flying go right points. now? Like, how, like how do you travel out of the country? I thought we had like a band right now. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get out. I don't know. I, yeah, I got one. I'll, you know what? I'll guy. get out. Get back in. I know. Like, dude, could you imagine if I like? I thought about that when I went to Cuba. I was like, dude, things are like really like crazy in our country like right now with the president. I'm like, what if I like went here and they just like, well, fuck it, you can't come home now. And like, that hap- we reverse that, that bill. No, yeah. So he, yeah, like when they changed that rule, like whoever was there, you're like, oh, good luck getting back into the states. Similar but not similar story. When I was in Albania, like, mind you catastrophe we leave the airport we get in a car accident on the way to the airport Jeez. like literally like two miles from the airport car accident we're ariel's like low-key freaking out blah blah, blah. we get to the airport our our flight doesn't exist right the f- the airline that was supposed to take us from albania back to like i Here? guess spain oh. or rome bankrupt and you had already purchased a ticket. And we're, like, in Albania, right? So, like, they're like, oh, we'll figure that out for you. And we're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. So, like. When? Like, yeah, like, they're go. like, all right, cool. So, we have a connect. They're like, all right, well, we could send you to Moscow. You guys could chill there for, like, a day or so. And, like, then get connect to, like, here. And I'm like, all right, cool. And Ariel's, like, freaking out. And I literally turned to the girl. And I was like, how much for the soonest flight to Italy, Rome, like, Rome, West Spain, Europe. somewhere on this side of Europe. And she was like, oh, I got room uh, in three hours. I was like, I'll take two. She's like, oh, that's flight. And I was like, put it on the card. Charge it. I don't care. I'm out of this bitch. Yeah. I'm not going to <laughs> Moscow. Well, we're fucking out of here. <laughs> yeah. And literally, we got, on the, we got on the plane and everything, and we got to Rome. We ended up hanging out in Rome, having a great time. But, like, we're eating dinner in Rome. Like, and then you end up at somebody's house we're for, sit- like, after dinner drinks. No, like, oh, it was well, literally, like, Rome was lit for us. And was awesome. I said, at one point I turned to her and I was like, what would somebody have done if they ha- didn't have, like, we're not, like, exorbitantly wealthy, but we have plenty of money that we can just be like, oh, dude, this really fucking sucks, but you know what? Let's Eat go have up. dinner in Rome. Yeah. Like, we're, we're so stuck like, in a dope place. Yeah, so it's like we're stuck in a dope place, but then also in reality, like, I still probably could have been mad. Yeah. You know, somebody in that whole situation could have been mad, but I'm like, what's there to be mad about here? Like, we're in, like, look at this pot. Like, you might not this is ready a, for it financially. A, what if you're you're in a nub, dude, and you're out there and you're like, you're going like, to Russia? How, yeah, how am I getting <laughs> home? You're going you know to what Moscow. I'm saying? So, like, if we were just like, oh, well, like the solution we have for you is like, we're going to send you to Moscow and then we're going to send you to like, London and then we're going to send you to this country and then back to here and that's what we're going to do. I'm like, uh, I'll work that out with our travel agency when I get home. Like, we'll figure that out. Like, but I'm. There was college no. ki- college kids in Barcelona couldn't come home when uh, the travel ban started from COVID last year. No, they were stuck in there. Yeah, hey, Lauren, my wife had relatives. Until they in figured like out Saint like the Martin testing strategy whatever. to like send you home, it was it was like a, a few weeks that they were like, "Nah, you can't you can't come into the." US. And that's like uh, that's like a situation where you're stuck like in Barcelona, but it's not lit. Yeah, it, where it's yeah. like panic mode. Like, it's like oh, panic shit. mode. We that, were, you would definitely feel alone then, right? Or just trapped and scared. Like, you'd be like, fuck, like, my look, family's not here. Some I of can't Lauren's go parents home. got, or Lauren's family got stuck in, like, St. Martin, and they were complaining about it. Yeah. And they're retired. It's like, wait a minute. So you're saying you, you get, guys like, are getting ready to you get, die like, anyway? You get, like, Shut up. You get, like, two more free weeks at the resort because they don't have people coming in, right? So you're just staying at the same resort you were just at. Like, what's the yeah, problem? Grandpa, here? hit the pool, buy some Bitcoin. Calm down. Yeah. Bitcoin. Mm. I'll buy Bitcoin when I can. Fill my car up with gas with it. <laughs> it might be too late. It might be too late. To <laughs> well, I've, maybe by then I won't have a choice. That's what I will be filling my car up with. Sorry, we don't, no cash. You got any Bitcoin? 
Like, yeah, I got my hard drive right here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me that. They're like, yeah, like, I, I have actually one Bitcoin. I'm like, but, like, where is it? And he's like, well, it's actually on a hard drive. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, well, when you, like, own a Bitcoin, like, you have to, like, store it somewhere if you don't use, like, a like a trading platform, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. Coinbase or something. I'm like, so what happens if you, like, lose that hard drive? You lose it's your like, Bitcoin. He's like, I lose my Bitcoin. I'm like, but where can you go spend that? Like, wh- what can you do with that? Like, nothing. By Tesla's now. <laughs> you can actually borrow against it. Oh, like like collateral? Yeah, there's um, BlockFi. Okay. Well, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, there's so there's a BlockFi. There's dot. Uh, it's still so there's, great. There's, yeah, but there's so, so I found over the last like two weeks, I think I have found eight companies that say they do it, and I only know of three that I know people that have like. Well, one, once I saw like Tesla and like Apple and like other brands, I like recognize like getting involved with Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, maybe it is like a something that's happening right now. There's been a slow. Before you look at it, you're like, what is this? You there's been a si- uh, like a c- slow, quiet grab yeah. this year by corporate America. Like everybody says, like the industry when they speak on Bitcoin, like a lot of the purchasing pre 2020, 2019 was a lot of individuals, and then 2019, 2020. You started seeing like industries and com- and like companies starting to buy it, right. which is like so that Colin mentioned this on one of our podcasts. We had this guy that was big into Bitcoin, and he said that there was a seminar with seven thousand CEOs of like the top seven thousand companies at a Bitcoin conference, and I just saw that same stat now played on CNBC saying that most of these big companies have already grabbed bitcoin you just don't know about it you just they didn't have to disclose it yet right and then as soon as they disclose well, they don't it, have to right they do if they're a publicly traded company they but go, like why do you have to make that on their on their side you do yeah. like but oh, like, like we have to report this and then somebody finds the like if i'm the well no it's not even a it says i'm ibm i have here are my assets i got eight billion in cash one billion in bitcoin you have to disclose when right, you right, right. when you tra- like switch. It's it on your it's on your balance sheet. Yeah. Okay, so you just have to look at it as like this is this is dollars A and dollars B. Right. Everybody's so hung up on like the branding of these things. Like you have to look at them as like 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 just seeds, like just yeah. beans. Yeah. Like you have to like de- like it's gonna demonetize is the word, but like it's like dematerialize like money. Like everybody looks at like money. Physical cash. As like I can hold this. Like when I when I'm like, oh dude, you know, I have a thousand dollars, like you immediately think like, oh, what's a thousand dollars look like in my hand? Yeah. Like almost everybody like you don't think you do that, but like that's what your brain like I this is like how, this is how much a million dollars is. People instantly think like million dollars, that's a house. They instantly like materialize a million dollars. Like it's never like, like oh, I this a is a million dollars units. So like when you look at like Bitcoin and everything like that, like everybody's like, Oh, Bitcoin's no 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 no. It's like okay, well, what's stock? Right. No, that's what my argument is too. People were like, it's still no, units, I'm, it's I'm measures. Invest in the yeah. stock market. I'm like, well, guess what? If you own stock in Apple, you can't use that certificate to buy anything until you sell it. And that's how I look at Bitcoin. I'm like, okay, basically like buying into this. It's currency. It's like it's a an product. Idea, yeah, yeah. It's, you're buying into that company. This is what it's worth. Here's the market that never fucking stops, and you just probably check your phone all night and look at it. Because mm. I like even I don't even have Bitcoin, and like I'll look. And, like, <laughs> I'm just like looking at my apps on my phone late at night, and like it's cool watching the market. And I'm like, it's like two in the morning. What's making Bitcoin go up right now? Like I don't get it. Some billionaire just bought like yeah. a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> right now, Bitcoin's idea is more powerful than the currency. The blockchain, idea. the black, yeah. the, the idea of a decentralized, de-government, yeah, currency. Like this is our money. <laughs> it's like it's and, the and people's money. And you own money. it. Yeah, right. it's the people's money. Perfect way to say non-regulated. it. Non-regulated. Yes. 
the the apex will be when it either it starts to then become like more of a valued asset than the U.S. dollar, not on dollar like ratio scale, but actual like in business and in the world with power. But people think of value as like they instantly hear that is like how much house can I buy? Value is demand. It's demand. It's, it's like how value is like how easy can I do something with you and transfer this from you to me to you. So if I can easily transfer U.S. dollars, more valuable over seashells. Right, and it's also the world currency currently. Yeah. There will be a power struggle. I, I, like, I think within 10 years where the Bitcoin becomes more of a universal currency or tries to be than the U.S. dollar, the question will be what does our government do? Do they just shut it down? If they shut it down, Mark, I think the revolution will get stronger, right? Because, like, that's just the nature of, of yeah, humans. Yeah, what do you mean? I own this money. Like, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. There's too many p powerful people in it, but at some point, the United States is going to have to make a choice because like, they're going to have to deregulate it or let it go to where it's going to go. I kind of think it'll go, like, like with what's everything's happening with China. Like, we won't get into that right now because that's, like, a whole history rundown. But, like, China's influence on the world and, like, their growth as, like, a superpower. Like, the United States, like, whereas I much felt like the United States might posture against Bitcoin and stuff like that, the United States might use, like, the blockchain currencies in order to, like, maintain itself as a superpower against China in the long run. Like, we might give up the U.S. dollar willingly because, like, Say you owed, like I owed you a bunch of money for the house I got from you, but what we agreed I owed you is now like, not it's not really a thing no. anymore. It's like, all right, cool, John, I'll still give you all that trash. Right. It's like, oh, cool, I got all this money over so here now, it, but we well, agreed on the trash, John, you can't have the money. So that's like inflation. The worse the U.S. dollar, the weaker it gets, the more the, inflation. It, that conversation happens like, well, like, well, what if we maybe. just bait and switched all our money and just did the open currency thing? And then China was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like the chart where it shows what $100 buys you from, like, 1950 all the way to, like, now. Like, I remember, like, just hearing, like, people like my dad's age who were, like, born in the Dude, 50s. I got a car brand new, five grand. I know. It's I'm like, like what? five grand? You got a Corvette? What the hell? I was like, oh, I'll buy one right now. It's 105 grand now. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Remember when you were younger, you used to think in, like, $10 increments? And then hundred dollar increments, like yeah. yeah, like your personal yeah, like yeah, spending. You're like, you're like, oh, like I got ten bucks, I can buy x, I can buy, I can buy these so much with this. And then it, then you started thinking, is like, all right, well, ten dollars now hundred. It's like I like you know, but, but spend ten then now, and then it goes to a thousand, and then like at ten thousand, my you know, right now like thousand dollars would last you so long if you were ten years old. Yeah, yeah. But now a thousand's like okay, thousand's like what ten used to be. Not if you're ten year old with a coke problem. Yeah, you got some issues. <laughs> What would I buy with a thousand? What an analogy! <laughs> Probably fucking Fortnite V Bucks or something. Ten. No, I don't. Yeah, like no, but when I was around that, like that's what I'm saying content. now. Yeah, yeah, I probably video games. I would have a sick console. But like with a thousand dollars, you rented when I was a lot 10, of movies back then. Yeah, like when like when I was ten bucks, like a thousand dollars probably could have got me like a nice TV, a sound system, a console, a bunch of games, extra controllers. Now a thousand dollars might get you just like a console, like a console's like how much is a new PS Five right like now? Like five or six hundred. You just can't find them. Yeah, yeah well, they should have made them more. Are expensive. we doing that? Are we getting the PS Fives? I I've been looking for my son for his birthday. Are we I, doing that? Are we making this I'm, jump? I'm alright. I, I don't really fucking care at this point. In my Do you life. play? I, not really. I feel like I don't like right now. Oh, you're saying so you guys can play on live? Well, I, yeah, I have I have Saturday morning therapy. 
I got like a whole ritual. He's like, I wake up oh, the same time. Like I don't wake up with an alarm. So like my body doesn't give a fuck. It's Saturday. So I'm up. The gym doesn't work open at five. It opens at six. The neck? Yeah. Since so when? I'm a fucking an, another hour off my fucking. Oh, because it's Saturday? Saturday. Oh. So Ariel got me PS4 a while back. I wish they would have priced the PS5s more expensive so you could fucking find them. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Well, dude, PS2, I remember, was 199 Oh, dude, that's a thing. Oh, what? yeah. It used to be 199 like, Yeah. PS4? Yeah. No, PS2. PS2. Oh, PS2. PS2, PS2 199 Oh, shit, $200. Yeah. I'm get that. I think the PS5 is like 500 <clears throat> but it only For comes with one model. controller. You yeah. got to buy the other. Then you got to buy the headset. Yeah. I think by the time you're done. Then you got to buy the cord. Right. Then I think by the time you're, you're done, iPhone, you're probably Oh, you got to, like, charge it. You got to get a cord to power it. They always get you. Yeah, so I started buying things for Ethan. That weren't like I got him the headset that's gonna match the PS5. I can't find a PS5. Like, I don't want to go on Facebook Marketplace. People are selling them. I don't know if that's legit. Like, I got hustled. I bought the CD in New York, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm skeptical. You're gonna get the box and open it. It's like a Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't know until I plug it in. It's like this ain't playing shit. One time you I like plug it in, it like coughs out some dust. <laughs> <laughs> One time my cousin told me that he, uh, him, him and his dad. Bought like a bunch of games one time from eBay, and they opened it up just a bunch of rocks in the, in the, in the fucking cases. I was like, "Yo, what the dude, hell?" Dude, I had a, I had a guy try and rob me and my brother when we were selling like we'd like bundled up all of our game systems back in the day. I don't know what we were buying, but we were up to something collectively. Something with two wheels, mm. probably. And knowing you guys, <laughs> yes, yeah, something that probably was gonna go faster than my mom wanted it. Yeah. So we rounded up. We we were short on cash. We rounded up all the game systems that we were willing to let go of, and all the games and everything. We met this dude, you know Tony's place? Yes. Well, like, in Ivyland? Yeah, in yeah. Ivyland. Well, it wasn't, like, refurbished yet. It was just an abandoned, like, restaurant. We met this dude, and, like, to sell all the video games off, just, like, dude rolled up and was just, like, yeah, we're, like, a, you know, basically insinuated. He's, like, ah, yeah, I'm just going to take this off you. And me and Timmy were, like, yeah, we're here, but, like, we got, there's the four of us, because, like, we went with, we're, I was probably the only one that could drive. We got two kids in the back seat with skateboards. Like, yeah. fat you, fat piece you of shit buying video games these. from kids. We will kill you in this parking lot. <laughs> rest, rest assured that like the man boys and these two homies in the back seat, like we're not strong, but you are buying video games in the middle of the day of a summer. Like you're not a fighter, dude. Like we're like hand over the hundred dollars. Yeah. Like let's go. That was like, and then Craig, I probably pretty tried to beat you up. Yeah, we stopped. Selling things on Craigslist for a little while after yeah, that. I was like, dude, fucking, we could have ended up like that. That guy was scared as fuck. Probably. You know what I mean? Think about that. Like four teenagers, two with skateboards, like ready to clock you over. Try me, bro. Dude, I, I was literally like, was like, yeah. I, you're I, reckless I back then. bang on the trunk be like, boys out. <laughs> 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 Bunch of like, like pre-pubescent teens get out. Like just like. That's what I'm saying. Patchy you get, you beards. five or six teens, teens like walking down the street. It looks like a bunch. Like, oh, I'm like, come here. It looks like way. a bunch of boys with like a bunch of like dogs with rabies. Like with the <laughs> beards growing in weird. It's like one kid's got a mustache. You're like. <laughs> Hair coming out of the mole. Yeah, dude, like bath salts were a thing back around that time too. Yeah, so. you never know. They roll up on you, dude. Johnny Bed Bath and Beyond. But yeah, I remember, I remember that was super weird. But what? and they were and they all came from Florida. Like every article was like Florida man high on bath salts attacks person in store. It's like, uh, dude, you have to try that. You got to do. Uh, you Google Florida man and then type in your birthday. And like, there's an article behind it. Like, oh no matter what God. day it is, like, there's a funny ass article. Yeah, dude, story. hit me, Florida man. Uh, tomorrow is my dad's birthday. I think now two days, uh, the sixth. Let's see what happened. 
bitch right there. <laughs> I told you. Peeing all over a room attacks Naked good. Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies. Florida man throws cheeseburger at pregnant woman. There's so many. <laughs> Naked Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies. Yeah. See? It's dangerous. It's dangerous down there. Let me try my birthday. Dude, Mikey Naps. What's your what's your Instagram? Yeah, what's handle? your IG? Yeah, what's your IG and we'll we'll close this out here. Um Instagram.com slash Mikey underscore naps. N A P P Z. Dude. How can people get can people get in touch with you to like hire you through here? Yeah, you could DM me. Um send me a DM, go to my website, msnapsmedia.com. I got my contact information there, email, phone call. I'm always on my phone, so if I don't answer you, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> that's, that, Facts. that's Facts. our generation right now sorry <laughs> I, I don't feel like i'm ever ignoring people but there are times where like i'll read a text message Can't, yeah. and it's important and i need to give it my 100 percent effort response whether it be like a uh, it's mainly business stuff like a quote proposal and you just don't coordination get back to it, yeah. yeah and i'm like you don't I, have the mindset I, if, if right. i have the right person on the line and they're trying to call me i'll be like yo i, I can't give you my undivided attention right now I got to call you back. And uh, some people That's a great it. auto response on a text message when someone calls you. Like, I've I can't give you out, yeah. an undivided attention right now. Yeah. I'll call you back. Yeah. That's going on. Yeah. The dude, there's, dude, you, how many times have you been on the phone with somebody where you're at a job and you answer a phone and you're like, I knew I shouldn't have fucking answered this? And you well, can't rush them off. There's periods, like, sometimes, like, we're doing a better job as, like, an, a company. Like, we have a lot of different, like, business and things going on. Like, but we're, doing a better and better job like putting people in place between us and certain things that can kind of like help everybody communicate better because they're like i very much believe that like you can only really manage so many people very effectively and like when you're trying to build like a high performing team or get a lot done like you can only give like five people your awesome attention and then those five people can only give so many people their attention so you have to like answer your phone and respond to things appropriately yep. like like sunny for instance like he's a perfect example of somebody that gets it like sunny will text me and i will never respond to him ever again and then he'll text me a couple days later about something completely else and i'll be like dude awesome going on like sorry i didn't get back to you on sunday blah 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 and, he, and he'll know and be like dude i i know what you're doing yeah. and then some days it's just like i'm talking to him I got Gilmore, I'm texting Gilmore, I got this person going on. And the, the same thing's happening to him too. So it's like, everybody's getting all these conversations. And like, I literally, there's like a, like levels or tiers of people that I'll respond to. Like uh, Ariel, like my wife, size. my wife even, like she knows, like if I'll read it and if it's important, I'll respond right away. Yeah. But if it's something that can Sometimes completely wait yeah. and I never respond to her back that again, like. I, I don't know. It's not like I get home and she's like, you didn't text me back. Yeah. It's like, mm. well, I like when you know, like, I know you're busy. It's okay. You know, it's going, you know, it's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna call you back. It's going down. So yeah. sometimes people get mad at me for not responding back, but it's not because I like some people, you know who you are. Like, I'm not responding back to you just because I'm not. You didn't, you didn't respond to my comment on Instagram. I'm like, you know who call you, me. You, talk to me. What's going on? Let's, yeah. Let's get me, get me, <laughs> get me on FaceTime. Yeah. That, that's my undivided attention. I'm a big FaceTimer. I think that's important. Like it, like sometimes yeah. you want to like. I think we're getting into it. I was slow to it's adapt. It's cool. It's a little more like personal touch. I feel like you're giving someone like a hey, what's up? This is who yeah, I we, am. We're, to meet you. We definitely didn't do the Zoom, but now that I've done a few Zooms, it's not that bad. 
And yeah. FaceTime's even better. Cause FaceTime's so easy. Yeah. Some kid like, tried to do more. that. He was like, uh, he said, like, oh, I'll set you up on a Zoom. I was like, I don't have it. He's like, you just have to download it and create a profile. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, why not? Nah. You could just FaceTime me real quick. Like, we're just doing an interview. Yeah. It's like, I'm not making a Zoom. Yeah. So. FaceTime. Clubhouse. Dude, <laughs> I'm on there. Andrew Man, find me. Clubhouse. Clubhouse? <laughs> Clubhouse? <laughs> yeah, they reserve cool. my name. I heard it's cool. People are talking about it. It's mm. like a basically podcast that anybody could chime into right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's chaos it sounds like it'd be like messy i feel like i've seen someone that that are they're like not inspirational or like educational it's just it gets like rather woke ones. it gets rather yeah. woke yeah it's like yeah. a Wendy. Oh, it's like boy, a wendy we, williams we're gonna have to all. get you out of some like clubhouse issues you go in there oh uh, yeah like yeah, yeah I, yeah we'll have a podcast about the, you the just, woke you clubhouse. just play an episode in the clubhouse, people are like, <laughs> See wow, what these guys are really, really going into it right now. Somebody, <laughs> let's all chime in here. <laughs> and at the end, be like, yeah, it was pre-recorded. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, we always say it's live. Like, we'll always be like, live in the aggregate. And people are like, not live. Yeah, live. Recorded two days ago. Uh, thanks Dude, for having me, guys. Appreciate it. I'm glad you came. I know we tried for a little while to, like, set it up. But, but then you're we getting would, after it. Then we see each other at the gym at, like, 5.14 in the morning. We locked eyes, and you were like, and I was like, pop podcast people at the next see us do that cool handshake that we do and they're like they're gangsters yeah dude they definitely think we're in the game and then you let out a bark no i'm quiet there in the morning i won't bark there (laughs) dude mikey naps no prisoners podcast thanks for coming on hit hit us with one more bark (laughs) 